up next, we've got live on the No Agenda stream, Grumpy Old Ben's The 2022 Reunion Tour. Oh, my God. <laughs> Darren O'Neill and Ryan Bemrose. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to episode number 182 of Grumpy Old Benz for June 5th, 2022. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where we're just here for the streaming Satoshis. And from America's left coast, where it's sunny and raining at the same time, so at least everything's normal, I'm Ryan Bemrose. Yeah, I watched a race from uh, Portland yesterday, and it was the funniest thing because it was raining. Which, I mean, I know, surprise for Portland. Yeah, what a surprise for June. But, you know, NASCAR decided to send a series there, and they have two different tires. They have one for the rain, but when the track starts to dry, the tires basically disintegrate on drive pavement, but the dry tires, you'll just spin out on wet pavement. So this was like a horrible day for these drivers. There were so <laughs> many wrecks because it was going from wet to dry to wet to dry. It doesn't work. There, there's a reason NASCAR came up in places where it doesn't rain during NASCAR season. It's usually the preferred way to go. But I mean, if you want yeah. a demolition derby and there's a bunch of people just sitting out I, there in the rain, I kind of do. I got to admit it does. It does add something to the fun. So how's everything been going? It seems like it's been a few weeks since we've done a show. Uh, yeah, we missed a couple shows shows. Uh, <laughs> a few. I mean, do, do we want to approach the elephant in the room? This is this is a special thing and uh, quite likely one off. We're not planning on jumping in and. For one thing, somebody stole our, our Monday and Friday slots. <laughs> well, they're always being rented. Yes. And it's, I'll tell you, well, it's, I, it's I been I have an fun. in with the guy who, who runs the stream, so I could probably get him back if I tried, but, but we don't like to bump other podcasts, no matter how crappy they are. There are always more hours in the day, or at least on the stream. I mean, Rare Encounter can get rid of them. I mean, there's a lot of shows that you could just move around if we had to. It's been a lot of fun doing a podcast with Larry. And then I also do a podcast. I'm with jealous Gina. of that. I'm not jealous of that one, but <laughs> well, Larry, I always, I mean, you should come on for a uh, planet rage. Cause I mean, I've, if I remember oh. right, you get, you ever had a guest on planet rage. No, never had a guest on planet rage. No, I don't think Although, so. You know, speaking of guests, I did make a promise that I need to figure out how to fulfill considering is, uh, that it, if I ever start taking guests on angry tech news, the promise that I made was that Sir Gene would get to be the first. <laughs> wow. That's uh, you're going to have to kill somebody or uh... I, I, I've got some ideas how this might happen, but uh, you know, Gene, where have your people call my people. And to be fair, there was one, the live planet rage that we did. And we had a Fletcher because he he's the screamer at the beginning of that show. And Dame Jennifer, who also does the intro on there. So we did have yeah. guests, but they they were already show related. That that Fletcher thing with the the modem noise and the beeping is that that was a blast from the past that could have stayed there. No, that's the greatest <laughs> part of the whole thing is the modem noise and all the people that are like, see, you know, originally the people that in the audience go, "What is that?" You know, they're not going to like the show because they don't remember the modem noise. 
we're not. Well, the, the last demographic. time we did a grumpy old Ben's, I had a cat on my lap who usually got if if I wasn't wearing cans, which I usually do. Um, my cat would get triggered by that modem noise every single time. And and if I wasn't wearing cans and he heard it, usually I'd end up with claws in my crotch, which uh, let me tell you, not as sexy as it sounds. Yeah, well, Growly was going to do what he was going to do. But but there is no growling now. So I'll give you a quick feline update. We had. Uh, surprise afterward um surprise came to us from the shelter uh, by the she's a rescue um <laughs> it doesn't work when you're married as well i don't I think. know it's uh, like it's not getting all the girls well it, i mean it did get the one that matters though um surprise came from the shelter with some kind of medical condition we think some kind of cancer that they just hadn't detected because who the hell does uh you know like uh, cat scans to or what, cats, how do you especially to, right yeah so um surprise did not last. She was with us for about nine months, eight months, something like that. And then we ended up going to back to a different shelter and got another cat. This one is Princess Pop-Tart. Dude, uh, I was, was just drinking coffee. I did not need to hear Princess Pop-Tart. You did. You absolutely <laughs> did. And Princess Pop-Tart is a black cat who is shaped like a sphere. And... Uh, Lisa's bedspread is this all black fleece blanket. And I shit you not, like I've walked in there and I did not realize the cat was on the bed until she heard me popped her head up and looked directly at me and I could see the eyes. And then I realized, okay, there's the outline of the black cat on the black blanket. (laughs) Camouflage, baby. You need a new blanket. Yeah. Although, um, you know, to confirm all of those superstitions, if a black cat crosses my path these days, I step on it. You have to. It's the only way to avoid the bad luck. Yeah. And speaking of surprise, I think we broke John and Adam when they heard what show was coming on. Next. That was fantastic. <laughs> I, that, I mean, that needs to be clipped. It was like, oh, oh, hmm. I don't know what that says. The reputation of this show precedes it, I guess. I guess I, that, we yeah. have a reputation, I guess, which is I, good. I, I was trying to, I've been trying to get rid of that. Like it, it, it's one of those stigmas, a stink that won't wash off. Yeah. And if you're uh, listening live, which is uh, the only way you could hear this right now, and you're using a podcasting 2.0 app, I mean, we are accepting live streaming Satoshis. It's a test. We, it was the first time this morning with the rock and roll pre-show to see how that would work. And some people, oh, you've uh, got your brand new node. We want to hear about this. Well, it's not a new node. This is still the Satoshi stream. Oh, you don't the, have a new node. No, but I've been note. looking into it. Yeah. And you, you pointed me to Spencer because I'm like, well, what, what's the easiest way? I mean, that, well, it, Spencer, I think, is responsible for setting up more podcasters to get value enabled than even Adam and Dave. Well, Spencer knows what he's doing. And he pointed me. To <laughs> I, the, I wouldn't go that far. But well, he's, OK, he pretends he's to know what he's doing. Anyone. Yeah, you can listen to bowls with buds and you can listen to uh, um, like, why am I? blanking on the main show uh uh bowl after bowl bowl after bowl you can listen to those and uh yeah you you clearly haven't had enough pot to listen to the show right well that's the problem i think that's a necessity and i don't so i'm like i don't if i listen i think it's kind of against some kind of law of the universe or something like that but he pointed me towards a couple of the the um packages i guess you call them that you get a raspberry pi and it's kind of a one-stop thing where you just press a button and Everything gets installed, which is probably the easiest way to go about it. Because I know you set up your own node using the same kind of software, but you did it the hard way. Yeah, I I don't recommend the way that I did for anybody. I, I, well, 
First of all, mine is ghetto and probably likely to fall apart. Knock on wood. Right. right. Because what I did was I took, uh, I, I had a, a Linux server that I've been running for a while now that literally was my old computer before I upgraded and got this current one. And all I did was throw Debian on it. And I've been, you know, I ran some stuff. I ran a Minecraft server forever for friends and stuff. Um, the, the server, I just threw a VM on the server, created a new login, uh, went and downloaded the, the source for, uh, Bitcoin D and LND, uh, built up from source, ended up running in those daemons. And then I built a couple cron jobs that run scripts that I have that just check and see if it's running and restart otherwise. And everything else is manual. Let me tell you, Ellen Cly has got a lot of features that are not as documented as I'd like. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, 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 of course, have to do everything the hard way running on the bare metal just because I don't understand it if somebody does it for me. Well, I don't I, recommend this for I wouldn't recommend this for my worst enemy, which reminds me, uh, Darren, don't do it that way. Don't do it. I'll try not to. I want to do the easy way. One shop get a, a raspberry Pi, set it up because when you're dealing with taking any kind of funds in the last thing you want to do is go oh did that work did that not work you, you want it to be somewhat reliable uh servo it looks like uh unexpected reunion tour boost thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three sats so the system Holy is working crap. The system is working. I mean, your well, node I'll, should have received. I'll half let you of know that. if the system. Is, hold on, let me <laughs> let me go ahead and run my script in a moment. Let's go go ahead Check and talk for nose. a moment while my script runs. Because with the crypto stuff, you have to be careful. I I ran I have in boost CLI from Servo. Yes, so it's coming to both of us. I I have to confirm these. Things. <laughs> right. It's like, does this work? Well, yeah, because yeah. it's like, are we live? How does this thing work? I, because I it's mean, all if I'm manual. Not, if I'm not getting my sats, I might, we might as well just shut it down now. You got to get kicked in the sats. I can't get angry without sats these days. Right. It's, uh, you know, the problem is it's still very manual. It's not built into any of these systems. So I'm like, well, how do I do this? How do we get this thing going for the rock and roll pre-show and the other live stuff? How do we get this going to where we can go live? And it's like, well, you need to manually edit the RSS feed with this and then you then need to edit that. You know, you go from pending in the RSS feed, then you have to go in and manually edit the text to say live. And then you have to uh, hit a pod ping and let them know that you've updated. And then if all that worked right, people will see that you're live. And I, 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 I'm pleased that all of the pieces are there, but here's what bothers me. There's a lot of, of niche technologies that I've got into where there's like, Let's get all of the framework pieces together. And now everybody's cobbled together their own scripts. And right. like, you know, I have right now, I've got a script where, uh, you know, I've, I run PowerShell from this machine and it just says show invoice data and I get it popped up. And that means I don't have any reason to install helipad because my stuff works, even though it's awful. And I guarantee you, my script is not going to work on your computer or anyone else's. And what I really hope is that somebody comes in and brings this together at and makes it uh, uh, an all-in-one solution. I know that's, well, I, I hope that's what Cold Acid was trying to do with this podcast generator that he refuses to tell anyone about. <laughs> I just but, installed that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm using that on the, for the oh, wow. RSS okay. feed for the rock and roll pre-show. And this so tell was me about it. the most simple installation I've ever had with a similar piece of software. That doesn't sound like open source. <laughs> I know. You go in. And this has really reminded me of the old, 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 
WordPress and stuff like that to where it's just like, well, here's you unzip and you put it into, you know, FTP it to your server and then you're pretty much done. And it's, I mean, I don't even understand the magic that this you're, system You're uses. pretty much done. Like, like it just, that it just starts emitting an RSS feed once a week. Pretty it, much. It, yeah. You have to give it any other information like, <laughs> like the podcast. Very little information is needed and it doesn't even require well, a this MySQL. Is cold acid. Right. He probably, he, it only works for a podcast he listens to because he manually hard codes all the shows he listens to. That's got to be it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't need a MySQL database or something? How does this magic work? And unlike the, Blueberry PowerPress, which we use with, uh, you know, through WordPress for the other shows where you have to FTP the episode in cold acids thing is just like, you know, choose the you know show from your thing and it just magically sends it up to the server. And uh, so I mean, first of all, I, I, I want to take a slight issue, a total detour, going to just drag the show along off on a tangent right now. Wouldn't be the first time FTP. Yeah. I mean, really, like I meant to, to ball you out about this. Back in when we were doing these shows regularly, like FTP, who the F uses FTP anymore? <laughs> I feel, from some people I've gotten well, FTP. What's that? It's like, oh, my <laughs> God. What do you mean? What is it? Oh, I was computing in the 90s. I know what FTP is, but I mean, at the very least, encrypt that shit. Yeah, I don't understand. How do you know, why? you're not getting a man in the middle attack that's that's rewriting the your MP3 podcast. so that. Yeah. So that it's like <laughs> so it's faking your voice. <laughs> right. Yeah, that exactly. We can't have that. I don't know. Is this how this absolutely just works? Uh, I give to, I mean, cold acid said he wasn't the one that originally wrote this, but he is the maintainer of it now. And it's a, really a good product. Uh, oh, maybe that's why it's good. Oh, 3333 33 sats. Phoenix says boost the bends. Well, yeah, there's everybody. If you want to be cool, of course you have to. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Only if you want to be cool. Right. If you don't want to be cool, then, then definitely. But I was surprised I because, you know, with, you know, it's not like the WordPress power press, blueberry thing is hard but it is install what? wordpress and then go through install this <laughs> that, plugin that's not the easy part no i mean that's you know even with the most I mean, web host- I, I got lucky my my host just had a c panel that had a one button install wordpress that just kind of made the decision for me yeah that makes it easier and it's not hard to install but there are there is so much that you have to go through and set up I mean, for the rock and roll pre-show, to be fair, I didn't care if it ever made it to Apple because this is strictly for live. Oh, your rock and roll pre-show looks, I mean, that is a quality website. That's like from the days when I was editing <laughs> HTML and Notepad. Right. I love it. It's very simplistic. It just works. It, it's trying not to uh, have anybody notice it. It's just functional. And that's uh, the way we like it. But Cold Acid, he really should... Uh, because I'm assuming the more people that start using that, then he would get more people that would be supporting that, which means you can continue to add on. And he's working on all of these features. As you said, we want a one stop, one button where to go live. All you have to do is, you know, click something and say, OK, the show's live now, not do 14 different steps to get there. And I think we'll get there. I mean, podcasting 2.0 has now existed for, what, two years and and we pretty much hit the stride of of chapters generally work. Yeah. So I, it's, it's a matter of time. The, the live tag is still very new and I, I would be surprised if it worked really well yet, but give it another six months and, and somebody is going to come out with something like Satoshi stream, something like, you know, even the streaming sat seems to work pretty well. I mean, you've got, uh, what are there like now eight, 10 apps that support it. And, 
and I, you know, I don't get errors very often. And usually if I do, it's because I screwed up something. So I'm feeling like the, the live tag is coming. It is. I mean, it, it already exists. If you want to put in a lot of manual work, I'm very pleased that it's existence. I, I also, you know, I get to sit back and watch bemusedly when things break because I don't do a live show. But a lot of people do and they're like, it's not working. Am I getting sats? Oh, it's not. But I tell you, the chapters thing. Yeah. Speaking of programs, people don't talk about your chapters program is the best thing that I've ever used for chapters. And it, it it's a weird thing because I hate listening to podcasts at faster speeds. But when I'm doing the chapters, basically what I do now is I open up your chapter app and I put on random thoughts. It's really the only thing I've been doing chapters on. And I run it at you, like you make Gene do chapters for unrelenting. No, there are none. I mean, it's that that's so all over the place, which is it's really one of the kind of shows that I've always wanted to do, too, which is there's no so is grumpy old Ben's. And I made chapters for that for like 50 episodes in a row. But at least in we, fact, that was why I made the chapters app. I'm like Fuck <laughs> doing this by hand. Yes, it's the necessity is the mother of all invention. And. That is how I, I run grumpy or I run uh, random thoughts through it, like 2.8 to three speed. And I, I know I'm getting the times wrong because the time display in VLC just can't keep up. So I'm just kind of guessing and throwing chapters in there. And uh, it is one of the things about podcasting 2.0. That is a pain in the ass, which is it does take work to utilize all of the features that are out there. Yes. And, and a lot of people chapters chapters to be sure are extra work, but I really think that there is not everybody, but there's a subset of people who genuinely get value, very useful value out of it. it from where I'm sitting. Some of the best chapters ever is on uh, behind the schemes. Booberry goes out and he goes all out. he like does custom chapter art for each chapter. And, and these are not just static images. These are like animated gifts that, you stare at them too long and you feel like you're on an LSD trip. You might be if you're listening to you, behind you, the screen. And if you're listening to BTS, you might have to be on an LSD trip. I don't know. Well, tomorrow, but, yeah. live episode 100 of Behind the Squeams. Yes. Yes. Looking forward to that. But speaking of Boo, he just sent 3333 sats with the note, the boostergram. Fucking finally. Glad to hear y'all back. Also, anyone wanting to make chapters should try Sir Bemrose's chapter building. Yeah, catch up, Booberry. I mean, that's we've been talking about that. Booberry is also the reason why, and and this is a feature that I'm I'm not sure many people know about, but at least partly because, but you you know how I feel about marketing. So of course I never advertise the things that I do. Well, which is why when we decided to do this show, part of it was don't tell anyone. Yeah, exactly. You told Gene and of course he can't shut up. So he pinged me, but I don't think he told many other people. And so we, that's why it was a surprise to Adam and John. They're like, what? What what are these guys? Oh shit. Uh, Shut the stream. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. One of the features of the app. And, and I'm very proud of this because this, this app from with windows forms from 2005, um, when you enter the image URL into the tag, it actually shows the image in, in the chapters display. And what, what I didn't realize the way I did it was Booberry showing me this. And he's like, yeah, this is what it looks like when you do this. And I tried pulling up one of his and it started animating the freaking GIFs. GIFs. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's, GIFs. that's kind of a sin depending who's, uh, yeah, which camp you're in. 
It started animating them. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't realize I put animation in this thing. This is what we really needed with podcasting. Tom Starkweather, 3330 sats. Glad to hear you guys conversing again. Well, we're, we're glad always to hear when we hear Tom Starkweather conversing. Yes. I'm, I, we, I love this community. I, I mean, everybody except for you for the last few months, but that. Well, everybody goes through that. I mean, I don't know. He said, what do you mean use port 22? Okay. From Pfeiffer, I get a private message that says use port 22 dickheads. And then, oh, sorry, wrong tab. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, port 22 is, uh, isn't that the, is that the FT? No, 21 is FTP. 22, I think is the default SSH. Oh, yeah, that could be. Yes. He's people trying to, you know, this is a tech show kind of. What he really recommends is that you FTP over port 22 to stomp on everybody's shell yeah to get your uh to get your file up and get it running i know boo was trying to get uh cold assets thing up and running it's great i mean i granted if there's something on a server where it doesn't work that is the one problem with lesser known less lesser used software is when you go and look for a faq it's a little shorter than than most where you know, okay, he says he got it working. So this is the great thing about this community too. You mention something, you get instant feedback. And it is Yeah, that doesn't work on a, a ATN. No. You you're like you're talking and you're like why is nobody talking back? Yeah, oh. actually that's not even true. Uh I I usually connect to my gaming uh guild's Discord when I record ATN and I just leave the mic open and usually nobody's in there, but every once in a while somebody pops in and I'm like, I don't even care because you're muted on my end and I'm just going to keep doing my show. So people can, if if you can find my gaming discord, you can listen to <laughs> ATN recorded live. This sounds a lot like if you could hack my machine, you could have whatever it was the last time. <laughs> this sounds like not the type of crowd you want to put these things out there to. No, no, this, this is not actually, these are not challenges I should be issuing. No, but with the, as I was saying, with the crypto and got kind of, uh, you know, off the, well, I know it's a surprise. Grumpy old Ben's goes down a rabbit hole. Yeah. The, uh, I had a virus. You can't be off the rails if there are no rails. True. That we learned that from the Mark and George show. If you just have zero rails, you could do whatever you want. And I had a virus and I knew I had a virus because Bitdefender told me like, uh, every 30 minutes PowerShell was trying to download another PowerShell script. I remember, I remember you popping that into NAS. And yeah, like, how is this? What is it doing? And somebody's like, well, okay, look for this. And I found it and got, and got rid of somebody, it. Somebody uh, decompiled the payload. I don't remember who it is or I give him credit, but, and I, I was reading through the source of that. Cause of course I know PowerShell and it, I, some of that was really making my butt pucker. There's some, <laughs> that was some evil script in there. Yes. Yeah. And that would have been bad to get that, but uh, the thing that I noticed, and this is, uh, you know, I'm so not like, uh, just just to be clear, the script that was trying to run was it would hook in an event on every time that you copied something into the clipboard and then it would scan the text in the clipboard and look for anything that looked like a crypto wallet ID. Right. And or a crypto wallet password. And then it would save that. It would forward the credentials off and presumably, you know, it sent them out. It stored them and sent them out on on uh, the internet, and presumably somebody would grab your credentials and wallet ID and drain that wallet with a script within seconds of you hitting Control C yep. to paste your wallet credentials. Uh, that is some scary shit. 
which makes sense when you see how many billions of dollars is uh, lost in crypto because of this kind of stuff. But this was on the heels of just two weeks, I think, after I got a Ledger hardware wallet because I wanted to get the hell off of Coinbase. So I ordered one of the little Ledger wallets, which is just a little USB kind of a thing that you plug in. And this is the thing that stores your keys. It's a little hardware device, so it makes it really hard for your crypto to go bye-bye. And when you set these things up, they make you do like 24 words, you know, random, so that if you ever need to reinstate, if you ever lose your device, it gets broken, you need to buy another one. Those 24 magic words can reconstitute your accounts. Now, right after I noticed that with the PowerShell thing, then I went in to check my crypto on the Ledger wallet. And the first thing that came up in the Ledger live app was, oh, your device needs an upgrade. Put in your 24 words. And I'm like, bullshit, it does. No, (laughs) (laughs) like bullshit, it needs. And it's like, this is why it has the, uh, you know, eight digit pin on the device itself. You never need. So that that was my would be my one piece of advice for people who are new to this kind of stuff. Don't fall for that because I knew what it was, but I also said to myself, a lot of people would fall for this. Yeah. Cryptocurrency goes, comes with a return to the, the wild west, uh, almost literally uh, of finance. I mean, it's, it's extremely awesome to have a decentralized currency that is, uh, is literally mathematically impossible for a government to come in and, and start taxing or seizing because you drove the wrong truck to the wrong capital city. Uh, but on the flip side, there's no FDIC. Right. Uh, you're not safe. If, if you're storing your wallet in, uh, in say uh, a large Coinbase that if, if they theoretically go bankrupt, this was a story a couple right. weeks ago. And, and they say, Oh, sorry, we have to pay our creditors with your coins and That's they can do that. Right. That's why I'm like, I'm getting the but, hell off of Coinbase. Yeah. But it, there, there's no FDIC. There's no guarantees. There's nothing out there. And if, you know, kind of like the Wild West, if you happen to be on a stagecoach and a band of robbers came and took your life savings out from underneath your seat, it's gone. Uh, who, what are you going to do? There's, there's no getting it back. It's kind of like that. There's, we live in a, a world with so many safety rails that the idea of this currency that, yeah, somebody can steal it. And now you have nothing is just foreign to people. But like, but, but, but can I just go back to my previous save? Right. No, gone. And for a lot of people, that's exactly what would have happened here Would they would have put in the 24 words. And the minute you put the 24th word in your whole wallet would be gone. Yeah, they've got a script somewhere that that within seconds, your wallet is empty. So I knew what to do, which was delete everything. I even went and downloaded one of those evil programs, I think from Revo or something like that, that doesn't uninstall and looks for anything that program's pointing to in the registry and wipe it all out, reinstalled. And then all of a sudden, magically, it wasn't asking for those 24 uh, words anymore. Imagine that. Yeah, I know. You got to be careful with this crypto stuff. It is the Wild West, and it is something that I understand why people get a little hesitant to even dip their toe in a little bit, because if you make a mistake, you can lose everything. It's relatively simple, but if you make a mistake, 
you can lose all your cash. So you have to be extra vigilant and understand that most viruses now, they're either trying to mine Bitcoin or they're looking for crypto. Yeah. Or steal it. Uh huh. That's it. Um, I have to mention uh, a note from NetNed came in. Uh, this is better than when the Beatles got back together. Well, he's well, not yeah, that old. Because we I got don't talent. Think. <laughs> the Beatles never got back together. And, uh, and we, right, we have, we have a better bass player. Um, but we did have a couple more boostograms. 33,333 sats from Sir John Fletcher of the Hog Story Fletchers. With the boostogram, the boys are back in town. When will you ever get into the discussion about old Ben Kenobi? I, I don't know. Is, is Fletcher high? Uh, usually. I love the voice he was doing for the pre-pre-show today. And he was doing, it sounded like Buford T's grandfather. Like, hey, <laughs> welcome. we're going to play some music for you. Well, I mean, does Buford T ever call in anymore? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. I, I, mean, I wasn't sure if he didn't just drink himself to death. It could happen. I mean, really, during COVID, what else are you going to do? Drink yourself to death. Yeah. The uh, Levish, you know, he does that show behind the schemes with yes. Boobery. And he sent in 3333 sats with a little acid just might be the thing you need. Maybe. I don't know. If that's, might be. This is not medical advice. Lavish is not a doctor. I don't think. I in fact, be wrong. Lavish, I think, is is the actual brains behind all the chapters on that show. I could see that. Uh, Lady Carolyn Blaney of the Hog Story Blaney's 8,888 sats says, hey, it's grumpy old Ben's. And then a bunch of the cute little emojis with the sunglasses on like, hey, yeah, cool. And also another Carolyn again, got, another rectangles in. My, <laughs> of course, wow. my, my command line output just says, hey, it's grumpy old Ben's and then three rectangles. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> the telegram shows those, which I'm not happy about. But I'll, I'll look at the emojis if you're sending in boostergrams. But two in a row from Lady Carolyn. What, what tech do you like right now? Um, do we ever actually like tech? Do we, I think we only complain about tech. I, yeah, it's kind of my shtick. Because I'll tell you this. Um, my wife mainly uses the little MP3 player we've had for like a decade plus. It was a uh, SanDisk Clip Plus. Uh, and the thing was great. It was super small super light battery lasted like 24 hours. It went through the washing machine a few times. It was indestructible, but it finally had seen its better days. The battery finally gave up. So I did the only thing I could after going through researching, looking for other MP3 players, especially ones that were that small, that light could play flack, could use a, uh, a third party firmware if you wanted to, because I've been using Rockbox for years. And what I came down to uh, doing was going on to eBay and finding new old stock of the same damn player that was 12 years old and spending like twice what we did for it originally to get one of the 10 year old MP3 players. Cause new stuff sucks. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you about tech that I got uh, within the last couple months that I actually genuinely like. I got a, an electric lawnmower. Whoa. I mean, does yeah, it like, it, wait, do you have to push this or is it like a Roomba? It's a push mower, but that's fine because I have like five square feet of, of front yard. So it's really quick. Yeah, I'm not quite that much, but but yeah, I, I like a riding mower wouldn't work for two reasons. One, that the, my yard is really pretty small, but the other is that half of my yard is on about a 45 degree slope. Oh, so you could just and, let it go. Well, the, the trick to a riding mower is you have to be up tall on top of it. And I tell you what, I do not want that thing flipping over and landing on top of me. 
there's just some nightmare scenarios that my mind will always go to that I'm like, I don't need spinning blades falling on me down a hill. Well, especially if you let uh, Bemlet. Oh, yeah, I'll leave that to Bemlet. Who, uh, who? Oh, by the way, you know, not not that I want to give up any of his secrets, but he did, in fact, fall down a hill a few days ago with a running chainsaw again. Uh, yeah, he didn't like he was able to take his hand off the chainsaw, which which triggers the break. And it is so the blade break triggered. But yeah, the chainsaw was running and he stepped wrong and slid down. Uh, like stripped the bark off of a mossy tree and slid about five feet down the hill toward me. I would point out. And of course I was much more freaked out. He'd hit me with the chainsaw. He, if he, he gets himself, it's accidentally, you know, of course. Uh, right. I, I just, I don't know why I mentioned that other than I am full of detours and rabbit holes right now. Well, because I don't know how many chainsaw accidents one guy can have in his life. I mean, this is like at least three that I know of. How many, do- how many have happened when you weren't around or nobody knows about? To, to the best of my knowledge, the blade of the chainsaw never made contact with anything fleshy in that particular spill. But he did, I think, hyperextend his knee because he was limping around while we were disc golfing the other day. While trying not to get hit by the chainsaw. So this, anyway, my yard is, uh, about half of my yard is a steep slope. And what I had was a gas-powered push mower. And uh, the gas-powered mower way more powerful which is actually useful because i'm a world-class procrastinator and when the lawn gets up around eight ten inches long the extra power is nice the electric mower lugs down a bit and and it's nice having the the full power of gasoline powered pollution behind destroying that grass but if i can get it while it's short and i keep the blades sharp this thing is about 10 pounds lighter which is really nice for pushing up and down. And it's got uh, uh, two batteries with it, which means that when the battery inevitably dies, even on my tiny yard, I just pull it, swap out the battery, put it in and I'm going again. No, I didn't even have to. Well, you can swap the battery. That's nice. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this one. Sir Spencer's complaining about how many feeds there are for grumpy old Ben's. He says, get your shit together, right? I mean, there's an archive feed out there somewhere <laughs> that that probably needs to be deleted. It, it was. I, I don't know if we want to go into that right now. <laughs> it is a prospect of another time. Yes. But we do have a couple more of uh, boostograms. I mean, maybe oh if God. we hit a certain amount, yeah. we'll have to promise another show. Do you uh, have any idea how frustrating I find it when I'm listening to a show and they just read boostograms for like 15 minutes straight? Isn't that what this show is all about? Well, yes, but I'm saying it's frustrating. <laughs> 3333, the Lotus Effect loves grumpy old Benz. Well, we love the Lotus Effect. And 5,000 sats from the NA Millennial. He says, Darren, please tell Sir Bemrose to stop sending me unsolicited dick pics. He said you asked for him, NA Millennial. So. Yeah, and besides, who doesn't need more images of Richard Nixon? Right. Or, you know, there's a variety of dicks out there. Just saying. Could be anybody. I mean, it could be, what's that guy's name that's the governor of your state? He He's a dick, yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot uh, of bad things. Oh, you, you want me to say the thing? Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about Jay fucking Inslee. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like, uh, you know, the, the, the catchphrase that when you walk up to the kid <laughs> that, you know, what, you know, whatever you're famous for, like, oh, you want me to, you want me to do the thing? Yeah. Should we to, put any content in this or should we just laugh at things? I mean, we, we can do, I think, both, but uh, I saw two things out of seattle recently one 
which is no, no good can come out of that place. Nobody is stopping for the police anymore because they made it illegal for the police to chase anybody. Yes. What the hell? uh, That happened a year and a half ago. I'm I'm surprised that, well, I'm sure that plenty of people have figured this out by now, but um, I'm I'm surprised that the local media has finally figured out, Oh, this is what happens. If you just run, the cop can't chase you. This is the greatest thing in the world. And Didn't also, we do a story about, a, I thought it was Chicago, but some city that, that literally passed a law that said, we're never allowed to chase you. And like, yeah, yeah Chicago, I think tried that as well. Um, uh, yeah. Seattle did it uh, close to a year ago. They just, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's racist. If, if you commit a crime and then the cop tries to stop you from doing it again. I don't quite understand it, but the more disturbing was. I saw the other day that there are not enough officers, detectives in the area in Seattle where they are. If you're an adult and you're sexually assaulted, they won't even look into the case at this point. So, yeah, I believe it. Congratulations. Seattle is down like 45 percent of their police officers have either just have either retired or just straight up left. (laughs) Like uh, we're getting zero support from the city council or any of the, you know, when, when city council members are out at Chaz marching and chanting, you know, defund all police, it makes the Seattle PD officers go, you know, I don't need this. Well, yeah, you see what happens when you leave, when you're left without the police and then you can decide as a, as a city, as a society, whether or not you think it's a good idea to, uh, you know, to continue on. That I mean, particular I'm way. I'm fortunate not to be in Seattle, but the the bubble of Seattle corruption has has expanded as far as my city, which is about 30 miles away. And uh, I, well, like I used to go out, and I'm I'm a reasonably big guy, and not only that, more importantly, when when I'm out walking, I'm not you know I'm not staring straight at my feet and listen with the earbuds blasting or anything. I'm you watching I'm porn out, on your phone. Well, now there's an idea, but anyway, <laughs> when I'm out, I'm, I'm aware of my surroundings. I make sure that the earbuds are not so loud that I can't hear a car coming up behind me, et cetera. And, and I'm looking around, which means that I'm not a prime candidate for a mugging. Uh, there are a lot of people out there who are literally paying no attention. And a lot of people who are a lot smaller than me and less likely to looking like they're going to fight back. Yeah. Easier I mean, targets. maybe you know, maybe the machete that I'm carrying down the sidewalk is also a deterrent. I'm not sure, but I guess what I'm saying is I have been out, you know, I still go out walking every once in a while, but I won't do it at night anymore. Um, this isn't Seattle, but even Everett, Washington, um, the streets don't feel safe anymore. The, the, the corruption that has spread out of Seattle into the neighboring communities has reached here. And it's not the city that I moved into. It's one of the reasons why I, I still want to get out. Although I'm coming to the slow realization that wanting to leave is not exactly the same as doing any effort or, or work to. <laughs> well, yeah, one moving sucks as Billy bones. Yeah. And right now everything's great. If you're just looking to sell a house, yeah, prices are way up. If you want to buy, it sucks. And, uh, you know, that's the problem though. When you have crime ridden areas and you have district attorneys in those areas that go, yeah, we're not really going to prosecute criminals. So what do you think is going to happen? Surprise, more crime. Yeah. 
Which, and it's, I mean, it's not just crime. Obviously, there there's always the concern. You're like, okay, I remember, you know, walking by, I'm like, I, that that shop has a window broken out, and that one has a is that a bullet hole in the front of the shop? And okay, that one I remember got robbed uh, three months ago. And oh yeah, but it's the fact that if you're looking at the shops, you're not uh, you you need to also pay attention on the sidewalk to the passed out druggies, right? Who are or you know. Or, or when, when there's a tent covering the entire sidewalk and you're forced into the street to walk down and you see a leg sticking out of the tent, like just kind of dangling over the curb. It's a little I depressing. I don't trust the city anymore. No, it's a little depressing. There's no question about it. Which is why everybody's like, we, we have to even leave the house. Can we, can we just live in the metaverse? Wouldn't that be great? Not so I'm much. trying. <laughs> Not so much. Uh the the podcasting 2.0 stuff we were talking about the the transcripts is still something i haven't made a full dive into even though dreb scott was trying to uh get me in on that because he's using descript but what i need to do is test this against i realized that the adobe suite is now offering transcripts as a part of their software right now it's only in premiere i guess which kind of makes sense because they think you want it for like subtitles and stuff like that with video but it's really easy to pull an audio file into a video file with no video and run the transcript so i've got to try that out because that's free which it's not like descript and all these other services were a ton of money but they're not free and i already have the adobe stuff and again i would like a one button kind of a thing where i could just go boom and have the stuff just automatically process it would make well, think, things a little easier i think everybody wants a, a one button solution but my understanding was that the problem with transcripts is that they're still not uh, good enough that you can just push the one button and throw it out there unless you want people to to call you out on all of the transcript errors right and all of the bad like if, spellings if you want it to be if you want it to be accurate, if you want it to not call your co-host Chauncey, right, Chauncey, then, Chauncey, Chauncey, then you need to go through the transcript, and and now you're just as much effort, you know, not as much effort as it would take to type the whole thing up, but uh, still a non-trivial amount of time spent just going over what this machine did. Well, it would it would take more time to go through and proofread a transcript. Than it would to do because with the chapters, like I said, I could do that at almost three times speed. I don't know if you could do a transcript, you know, checking that at anything but about one time, maybe a little, maybe maybe Gene's one point two five speed. Beyond that, I think you're kind of getting. I bet a, I could push it up to one point seven five with um, some extra coffee. Challenge accepted with a little extra Jolt Cola, little extra caffeine. You never know, and the question still becomes, who's using that? It's like, I love the streaming sats and stuff too, but you can count on, well, probably two hands and two feet. How many people are using this with regularity? You know, maybe I'm wrong. I would love to see. Also, if, if I wanted people reading my podcast, then I'd just go get a sub stack and not bother recording. You would just do a blog. It would be so easy to not have to deal with audio routing and levels and running the compressor and, and all the post-processing that makes it sound listenable that most podcasts don't bother doing. So what was your biggest challenge going to recording and producing a podcast on your own? That's something you've done now since the last uh, grumpy old Ben's that uh, it, it, it was, it was being the one who has to prepare the MP3. It's that, the, that was the, it's the problem, right? That's the work. 
It, it, it is work. Actually, no, the, the biggest challenge I have, and admittedly, this would make transcripts really easy for my show, Angry Tech News. Um, because I you script, script it. a lot. So right it's there. a scripted show. And, and I tell you what, writing the script is 80% of all of the time I spend on that whole thing. Because recording it is, depending on, on how, many, how much whiskey I've had and how, how much I'm tripping over my own tongue, recording is usually a 30 to 45 minute process. And then post-processing is another 25 or 30 minutes. Uh, but making the script is hours and hours long. And, you know, doing research, I'll do research on, uh, you know, because, of course, if you're going to use five stories for your show you have to read 25 stories because most of them are crap oh no doubt no doubt that's my biggest pet peeve with the media right now is nobody gets to the who why what when where and how yeah (laughs) no yeah like you're like oh this is a real topic and i really want to talk about this and you read the story and you get to the very bottom and it's telling you about how the author is a, a transgendered polygamist. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about that. Could you possibly have given me useful facts on the story? So, uh, of course, you know, I'll go into Bing News and, and Quant News Search. And, uh, you know, you have, to, you, you have to use multiple search engines these times because the freaking search engines are lying to you. And I have to pull up six stories on the topic just to see if any of them provide information that the other one just conveniently left out right either because it was politically convenient to do so or usually it's not political or intentional it's just oh they were being lazy and didn't bother looking at something obvious like oh yeah the guy wasn't really at the location but i reported in that you know anyway well the details i mean the i Talked about this on Random Thoughts, but the case of the 15-year-old girl that was abducted from the Dallas Mavericks game back on April 8th, it took over 20 articles, I think, reading to find out how they got her out of the arena. And they just, they sweet-talked her out, I guess. And even with that said, the attorney for her family won't say exactly how they did it or what they said to her, which means, and I, and this is not victim-blaming, but when your attorney is saying he won't say what, when, or how. It was something that's not going to make the girl look good. And I understand she's 15. She's a victim. I'm choosing to believe tranquilizer dart. Right. That would be better. I would feel much better than what we're getting, but nobody is covering the details. It's just like, well, a girl was abducted from the, you know, it's, this is a major stadium. This is the Dallas Mavericks. This is the NBA. You expect a certain amount of security in the arena. There's a lot of people around. You're like, well, how does a girl just get abducted from the venue? We want details, not just, well, it happened. That's the story. It happened. It's like, but how about yeah. how? Yeah. Like how, or, you know, or, or maybe if, if you're not like, like things like how, and, and give you, they, they let you run your imagination and they let you, you know, they, they serve the, the storytelling part of all of us. Like, I want to hear a story, but how about something really useful? Like, I don't know, um, what parts of the stadium was it that I can avoid going to next time? Or, you know, let, let's obviously when you tell a story like this, you're like, just imagine if this happened to you. But it's like, OK, so the only useful information I've got out of the article is if I don't want it to happen to me, don't go to the stadium. Right. It's, it's not I mean, safe to go anywhere. You know, maybe if they gave useful stuff like uh Take the earbuds out of your ear. Raise your head and look at something other than your phone once in a while. Pay attention to the person who's sneaking up behind you. 
And don't let somebody sweet talk you and take you out of a venue. Yeah. <laughs> don't enter your 24 words just because this dude put a right. iPad in your face. Right. Exactly. I mean, it takes a little bit of common sense. I don't know if we have that. It's not, not common anymore. No. I mean, where, where do people get common sense? Uh, I, you know, in school, ha, they don't teach you anything anymore. Uh, oh, maybe out in the world, except that people don't go out in the world. In, in the age of, of COVID lockdowns, this stadium might be the only time she's been out of her house in two years. It's possible. I mean, I finally had the COVID. It was like two days. That was uh, you had a cold. <laughs> you know, the test said it was COVID. So I believe Okay, them. you had a positive test and a cold. Yes. It was a beautiful experience. It was 102 fever for like six hours. And then it started coming down and never went back up. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I'm going to I'm going to give my hot take here. Um, there is no COVID anymore. <laughs> it's a fucking cold. And it's monkeypox. Don't you know monkeypox? Well, maybe it is. It, it, it's it's hypochondria mostly. I mean, obviously, people are getting symptoms because the common cold has been around for as long as there's been society. I get it. People get symptoms. Some people get it bad. Some people get it mild. Some people don't notice they have it, which is a lot like a lot of the COVID symptoms. Now, maybe there's a bad cold going around, but I tell you what: if if you say that you have COVID, I'm going to believe. That you have one or more of three things, and that is uh, a positive COVID test because these people still have the the medical industry still has all these tests stockpiled. And more importantly, they have a whole lot of incentives that if they treat you and they put the little COVID checkbox on there, they get a lot more money. Well, Uh, that is true. So you have a positive test. Maybe You, you have the common cold. Yeah, likely if you've got real symptoms, you probably got it cold or a flu or one of the seasonal illnesses that runs back and forth through our society since the beginning of society or three, you have hypochondria and you're which making a lot, shit up. A lot for, of people uh, do, <laughs> which I don't honestly don't think that you're the kind of person who do that, but there are a hell of a lot of people out there who are like, all oh, my friends got COVID and I don't even have it yet. And now everybody's paying attention to them and I want people to pay attention to me. So I have COVID too. Fear of missing out. I mean, I was yeah. happy that my doctor, when I called him after getting the positive test, was like, well, uh, drink a lot of fluids. I mean, like a lot of fluids. Like you yeah. don't think you should ever drink did, this did much. Did he specify non-alcoholic? No, he should have though. Okay. No, that, I mean, that's a good doctor. It's like, whatever you, you find in a bottle laying around, just drink a lot of it. Right. You got whiskey. This will be fine. In three days, you won't even know what happened. And I mean, that was it. He's like, you know, unless something changes, like you have trouble breathing or any of that. Well, just, uh, you know, this is it. You ride it out. And it's really is like a cold. I think may have been his exact words. This is, you know, for most people, you just drink a lot of fluids, get a little bit of rest. And the usual, which, again, is a beautiful thing to have a doctor that goes, well, you know, you've got the the vitamins is what and the supplements that are going to make you better instead of going right to the drugs. It's like. Take your vitamin D, take your vitamin C, take your zinc, take your corsetin, take, you know, elderberry, the usual stuff that seems to be helping people get over it. Eat healthy foods, get fresh air. Well, why? No, no. If you fresh air, you have to go outside, man. That's that's, I like fresh air, motherfucker. It's a bad idea. Um, If you go outside, though, you might run into some taser drones, which I think would be the greatest invention. You have taser drones in the world. I don't know. I have a story from Gizmodo. 
Okay. That taser drones are the school oh, shooting solution. Segue. No one asked for. I'm like, no, no, I'm asking for this. <laughs> now, now I want one. I'm asking for it. Too. Yeah. I mean, so this seems to be genius to me, which is you take a drone, you add a taser. And the beautiful thing here is you can have security personnel that are remote. You don't have to worry about it. It can be deployed to do the job anytime. But of course, I mean, people are afraid of this kind of technology and maybe well, rightfully so. Who's talking about security personnel? I want one for home defense. <laughs> Just See, that would be better than the shotgun. I mean, you have a less chance of killing somebody. It's probably well, okay, more. Yeah, fun. There is a downside. Yes. Yes. It's probably more fun than the shotgun, to be honest. Yeah. You know, you just can. This gives a little bit better range than a shotgun and, uh, and doesn't cost as much in cat food. Oh, that's true. That is true. The uh, guy from Carl Takai. I wonder if he's related to uh, George uh, ACLU senior staff attorney says drones should never be armed, period. And I'm like, no, no, Carl. No, you're missing the point here. This would be great to have a drone with a taser attached to them. He's saying it would make it too easy for law enforcement to remotely deploy violence, including at protests and in the black and brown communities. Of course, this is always where we go with this. God forbid. And, we protect. And what, what do you mean? What do you mean too easy? I, I like, are they what, what exactly what blocks are in the way that are preventing police from employing violence whenever they want to tell me exactly. I don't know. It is. I, I'm not feeling like there's a lot other than, you know, obviously there's there's regulations and there's human decency and that works pretty damn well. What else exactly is there that's preventing police from employing violence? You know, this because the drone would make it much easier. It's like, well, no, this would be, no. you know, again, the, what it gets lost in all of this racist bullshit is that the black community is at a disproportionately high level of being the crime Crime. victim you know this is this is the problem and it's like you're like well no no we don't want to we don't want to protect them no that would be bad if we use these imagine that if if you if you put in a bunch of policies in your city that make sure that any any low-income area gets turned into a crime hole and then coincidentally the people who started with low-income you know, whatever race they happen to be, they end up getting stuck there because of your policies and they end up getting killed because of your policies. Then, uh, yeah, okay, I don't, sorry. I don't quite understand it. And it. It's depressing watching this kind of stuff happen. Uh, if I remember the latest stats correctly, I believe 37 or so percent of murder victims were black. And I hate to tell you, they're only 15% of the population. So that's a quite out of range number. and. When you're not going in and, uh, you know, prosecuting criminals, when you're not going in and uh, actively doing what you can to protect people, then there will be more crime. It's almost like when there are no consequences, yeah, then people don't change their ways. But if everybody had a taser drone, what a world it would be. This is tech. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the trick, by the way. Everybody who's saying taser drones are a bad thing might be thinking of it in terms of only one select group of thugs gets the taser drones. And, and the trick with any of these technologies, I I don't want to ban guns. Hell no. I want everyone to have access to guns. I want everyone to have access to tanks. I want everyone to have access to nukes. That might be a tougher sell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause somebody's eventually going to press the button. 
no, not nu- well, not nuclear bombs per se. I want everybody to have access to nuclear power plants in their backyard. Well, see, that would be. Can good you imagine because- unlimited free energy? What yeah. would that do to, well, <laughs> to the the elitist cabal controlling all of us with high gas prices right now? Right, because it's all, it's all about the uh, it's all about the Green New Deal, don't you know? The, in here, you want yeah. to talk about desperate people don't fight back. I because I don't believe. I mean, I was doing a little bit of show prep here, so there were things on no agenda. Yeah, see, that's what where you screwed up that I missed today, right? But there was a story that I saw during no agenda during the show prep that I don't know if they talked about this. This was from the Guardian that. Uh, the headline is car tires produce vastly more particle pollution than exhaust systems test show. So here it is. Yeah. You know what that means? Fuck electric cars. The tires are the problem. The tires are putting out more pollution than the exhaust systems. So yeah. I, we, we electric cars, they still have tires. So congratulations. Oh, Nobody I can had- drive anywhere. I, I, I don't know if you listen to angry tech news, but I have a, a segment that just seems to recur over and over again, not because I keep going back to the segment, but because the stories keep popping up. And that is the, the Bemrose hates electric cars. <laughs> and there was one rant that I didn't end up using, but uh, it, it's in my notes somewhere. If you have access to my hard drive, not inviting people. <laughs> and what's that the, IP address again, just out of a curiosity. <laughs> it says one twenty seven dot zero dot zero dot one works oh. on my machine. Yeah. Mine's 10.001. I think one ninety two dot one sixty. Anyway, there's no place like home. I, I had, <laughs> yeah, I had a rant that, that I, I hadn't used about it, which, which had to do with all of these governments or, or city bureaucracy who are trying to add, uh, extra noise to electric cars saying, well, electric cars are too quiet and you can't hear them before they hit you. I'm like, of course you can't hear them because you've got 120 decibels in your earbuds. Anyway. And the, 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 basically the rant, the, the conclusion to the rant was we don't need electric vehicles to be any louder. What we need is for people to pay some fucking attention while they're on the sidewalk, because that's where we're, you know, where the electric, the, the auto drive is taking people. Well, you know, the vehicles will just have to beep an annoyingly loud beep every three seconds. So, you know exactly where they are while the tires are putting out, obviously small particles, which are killing you. But the, the part, the thing that made me think about that particular rant, which maybe you can help me. Maybe this is just a Seattle thing. Uh, When a car is on the freeway or traveling at, at high speeds, it, at the the kind of speeds, even even like thirty five miles an hour, the kind of speeds where you would actually really do some damage. I'm not talking about four miles an hour where the car really is silent, and also if it hits you, you'd be like, "Hey, what the? Oi, mate!" Yeah, but, when you get to you know pop the car with your fist and yeah, you'd it. be like, you just slap the hood and be like, "Hey, bitch, you want to step out?" And anyway, um, but at any kind of speed. It's not the engine. It, like if the engine is tuned correctly, I'm not talking about the people, the, the fucking coal rollers who put the, the loud ass mufflers in, but a normal car with a properly tuned engine. When a car comes up behind me, it's not the engine that I hear. It's the tires on the pavement. Those make way more sound than the engine does in a modern car, even in a combustion engine. And they're so putting I'm out more worried. bad stuff. 
Well, and and maybe this is because uh, the streets around here are so poorly maintained. What I'm actually hearing is the frame rattle when it hits potholes, but that makes noise. Yeah. Even on an electric car. I'm just I like, wh- where is this? This, oh, the car is too silent coming from. How weird would it be if the ambient uh, sound in a city was less than 80 decibels? Would all the people who spend all their time in the cities just like they'd stumble around like, I can't hear anything. Yeah, that's because you have permanent hearing damage from living in the city. (laughs) I think they'd freak out because it's too quiet. There is something to be said for that. If you've like lived in a city, you know, like New York, where you constantly had the traffic noise, you get out in the middle of nowhere and it's quiet and you you get edgy because you're like, this doesn't seem right. You're so used to it. And there's something to be said for easily triggered people getting freaked out over stupid shit. And that's uh, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, Bill Mars even now been the target of the left which i think is great i think is great Uh, they're eating their own they really are yes they are well mar mar has a problem mar's biggest problem and i don't know what it is something something that he experienced or saw broke his trust in his progressive overlords and and he he made a terrible mistake and it's doomed him he started thinking for himself and he he stopped thinking exactly the lines he was being fed. And the problem is that he's red pilling himself and it's killing his show because his show absolutely depends on walking the line of the left. And, and he's not like, like I said, he's, he's red pilling himself. He's, he's totally destroying his own vibe. You go off script and they're going to take you out. That is very simple. You can see it happening because he dares to question things that make sense. And there are times he can use logic and the left does not like logic. The one a few weeks ago was, well, if you're telling me this is all genetic and biological, why are there so many trans kids in California compared to Ohio? And that's a valid question. I mean, if you're a sciencer, if you're doing sciencing, then that would be a good question. Well, why is this happening more in one area than another? Well, cue the conspiracy theorists who say they're putting shit in the water to make the frogs gay. Right. Well, that very well could be. Uh, his latest thing he said was that it didn't matter what kind of gun the crazy 18 year old had in Texas because he had so much time. They are 15. Who cares when you when you could be in a school for 40 minutes by yourself killing kids? It doesn't really yeah. matter if you have an AR-15 it, or a, you know, a uh, you know, slingshot. If there's if there's nobody around willing to try to stop you, you can do you can have your shooting spree with a freaking airsoft. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of ammunition, but you can do it. C-dubs. Now I kind of want to see acid. that story. Yeah. 333 from uh, C-dubs. Ooh. The the boosts are working. Cold acid is having an issue but i mean it's it's cold acid i mean he's the guy behind that software we were saying how good he was at what he's doing he's he's having issues but he'll figure it he's out he's having he's ha- cold acid is having issues yeah trying to send us money oh <laughs> which is like oh let's help him everybody okay, this is actually one that i yeah i feel like this might <laughs> be my responsibility to help this is a problem that it's like oh there's a lot of problems in the world well yeah. this seems I mean, to be cold the- acid has a lot of issues i don't care to try to solve yeah. this might be we have you ever heard a uh, rare encounter yes i mean that's a lot of anime talk i don't even want to get into that yeah it also has that abel kirby guy yeah so far it looks like about sixty nine thousand sats have come in so that's like more than double the rock and roll pre-show you said nobody cared about grumpy old ben's 
And Nobody I said, did. Nobody <laughs> sent us sats for the first 181 episodes. <laughs> You're right about that. It was uh, uh, this probably more today than every other day combined. But that's good. This is a whole new system. This is the beauty of podcasting 2.0. You are decentralized. And uh, the more and more you can distribute the content the same way. Because this is, although it's also how there was another article that I had pulled up, which was tech related on how all of these scams are working now where the fact because of all of these, like the URL shorteners and all of these free services that everybody uses. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people Uh, use. Wait, if I may. Yeah. Microservices architecture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, bit.ly and all of these. Oh yeah. This is never trusted. I've never trusted those when, when like when the links pop up, right. I, I hate those because you don't know where the link is going until your browser is already loading it. You don't Which know I, what evil. I works. think I actually did this rant on grumpy old Ben, so I'll spare you. But this was my, <laughs> one of my big complaints when, when Microsoft had their competitor to the QR codes, uh, that was the, the one with all the colored triangles and, uh, the, the reader, the official reader app that was supposed to be the reference, uh, what it would do is you scan the code and it just automatically loaded in your browser, whatever URL. And I said, well, is there a mode for the app that will let you decode what it says or decode the URL and then show it to me so that I can hit a button that launches it in my browser? Right. Like, well, no, because if it's a URL, you don't need to see that. If if it's a URL, obviously you're you're scanning it because you want to go to the site. I'm like, I don't know if I wanted to go to the site because I don't know what the site is. It's not important what it is. It's you have to get there instead of knowing where you're going. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's it, how, how, where are we going? Well, you'll know when you get there, you know, what, what is it? What, what is this pill I'm taking? Oh, you'll know it when you throw it up in three days. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> it's nothing. It's fine. But uh, this was the article off bleeping computer, evasive phishing mixes, reverse tunnels and URL shortening. And they're like, because of this and because of VPNs, oh. they, they can run this kind of stuff on their own machine. And they're where yeah, it's like, you could run that. From like your bed, from your basement computer, the one that's in your parents' house, and change the uh, address every day, and so it's really hard to catch them based upon that. They're like, well, it used to be, you know, they'd have to go out and get some domain names. You know, a lot of times they would spoof it, try to make it look like a legitimate domain that you might go to, and sure. they would actually have to get you know device. They would have to rent some computers and all this. No, not so much anymore. They can just do this all with VPNs through the the URL shortening. And it's like everybody is so and used to seeing like you know, uh, Twitter uses their own. It's like you hide with, it behind with the URL shortener. You don't even have to go out and pay for a domain. That's the and, beauty. And, and, you know, even better, like what is is you know, Microsoft who goes out and gets court orders to seize people's domains? Um, are they going to seize Bitly? Actually, that might make the Internet a better place, but. Maybe, but I'm not sure that's a quite a targeted solution. No, it's uh, but it's just showing you that you have to be so vigilant. And even with my issue with the, uh, you know, grabbing the virus, it's like Bitdefender, which is one of the better antivirus. None of them are a hundred percent, but the reality here is it didn't catch whatever, you know, when it was changed, when the ledger software was changed. It didn't catch that. And I have this set to update the antivirus like every three hours, I think, is the schedule it's on. 
to catch the latest definitions. And it's kind of sad Certainly. that there, there are usually updates every three hours. <laughs> you know, this is the world we live in now. Uh, well, I, I don't, I don't quite have an antivirus that I do that with, but uh, I do read the, uh, is it NIST? I, I, the, the list of vulnerabilities, the CVEs. And I read that as part of my research for the show. And it's, it's crazy how many come out in a week. Like literally there'll be two dozen brand new exploits every single week when I check it. And of those, there's at least three or four zero day vulnerabilities that are being exploited in the wild. Don't have patches. And if you're running this software, then bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah. Well, like like three of those a week. Well, yeah. Yeah. And beyond that, I see that kind of stuff for WordPress, which is another reason why cold acid system seems like a, uh, a better way to go for, uh, you know, running well, well, anything. Well, how many, how many unknown exploits do you think are in that one? Ooh, see, that's a good question. I don't think he's offering the big bounties, although he's so small. It is the security by obscurity in that point, which yes, is. Yes. No, nobody out there is, is going to be trying to find active. Well, Actually, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Come are to you, think of it. Are you going to have a do? No, I've, I've suddenly got this idea that maybe a lot more podcasters need to get onto this system because uh, I, the source code is available. And you know what? Cold acid. Talk to me about some uh, some profit splitting here and we yeah. can we can make a killing on. Uh, anyway, we can sorry. help you with this whole system. I will say that uh, Weenie Wawa says, sorry, <clears throat> no Satoshis for me. Keep up the great show. Twas 20 bucks via paypal just came in wow and uh let's see here we have jason let me make sure this isn't paypal still exists yeah paypal is still out there believe it or not uh i always have to double check because there a lot of people use the uh, you know fake names stuff like that we don't like to uh dox or out anybody uh but jason howard had just came in with 33 11 so uh 33 11 with the note thank you for being back well, I mean, at least for one very special show, although if people keep yeah. sending money, then yeah, yeah, well, keep sending money and we might think about doing more of these. I mean, we are total whores. So let's just understand that. And yeah. if the money keeps coming in, we're like, hey, well, yeah, I mean, that was my idea for the uh, for the rock and roll pre-show this morning with the Satoshis, because it is nearly instantaneous for the alert to come up, which was, do you hate the song currently being played? 33,000 sats, which is like 10 bucks, will stop the song immediately. If you oh hate my God, you, you are such a corporate whore, except you without a corporation. The, it's like if you hate the song that much, you, 10 bucks, I'll stop it. Taking payola to the next level. Yes, it's instead of to play music, it is to stop music. It's anti-payola. So it's actually a good thing. It's like anti-crime. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, you, anyway. you go in and keep telling yourself that. It's whatever works. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but one of the stories you brought up when we were last doing grumpy old Benz, I know this, this headline from CNN will not be a surprise to you. And I feel dirty even going to CNN, but the headline virtual learning I feel apps, dirty for you going to CNN. I know Sorry. the virtual learning apps tracked and shared your kids data and online activities with advertisers report says, Oh, you don't say I, I am Jack's complete lack of surprise. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was exactly what you said when all this remote learning was coming up. Like, well, you know what's going to happen is, no, all these the software they're using is perfectly good. Don't worry that it's yeah. turning on your 13-year-old's camera. And now camera. you remember why I was so up in arms about 
this anus where the, the proctor software that they made you install that basically became the admin of your system and controlled all your device drivers. I'm like, because when they turn that over to advertisers, do you think they're going to give up any of those permissions? Nope. Nope, and I guess right now Sir Nubbin says his uh, stream is getting flaky, which means no agenda just dropped live. Yeah, that always happens <laughs> every time. It's it's the curse of, you know, I, it's it's one of those things uh, with it that I, I didn't realize until after we started inviting people to do live shows right after no agenda is, yeah, um, the no agenda stream gets real flaky when all y'all start fucking DDoSing the server by trying to download no agenda instead of waiting a cycle or so for your podcast app to pick it up. Normally everybody's like, Oh, I have to click right now. You know, Adam sends out the, Hey, the episode's posted. And then the whole server starts crawling and it's all the outbound bandwidth. So what's actually being throttled is the outbound bandwidth from the streaming server out to the IceCast servers, because that streaming server also happens to be a download server. Also, this is, information you didn't really need nobody here really needed it <laughs> Instant uh, satisfaction. let's just say you're all ddosing no agenda servers and we're using no agenda servers so if my voice sounds like a robot right now it's your fault not mine it explains why it's happening no agenda has about two thousand or so between two and three thousand live listeners when the show happens but once all those podcast apps out there there's a million plus podcast uh, apps that are like oh we're ready for the show I, if if I'm not mistaken, these numbers might be a few months old, but uh, on average, when within two hours of the podcast dropping, no agenda usually gets about between fifty and eighty thousand downloads. And if you recall, each of those shows is what a uh, hundred fifty megabytes. That's why they're down to like ninety six kilobits. They're trying to crunch them, but there's only so much you can do with three hour shows. Yeah. So, you know, a hundred megabytes show times 50,000 people in two hours. What do you think that does to bandwidth? Even though it is distributed across five different servers, it's still on, on two continents. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, which means it's kind of an amazing thing that you're still hearing the live stream at all. Once the, the downloads all start. And, and void zero is the one to thank for that. Yes. It, it, this infrastructure that he put in place going on 10 years ago is still rock solid. I mean, it's still working anyway. I, mean, I don't know if I'd say rock solid, but it's working. It's a very soft rock. It's like pumice <laughs> yeah. solid. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, um, Creed, you know, that's it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> if you can call that rock. Yes. No, that's I, solid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we kid because we care. Mark is a just fantastic human being and uh, has more elite skills when it comes to the Ben area. Yes that uh and he just always i miss hearing his voice because his voice is instantaneously calming i mean i was kind of depressed because I, I don't think i ever grabbed the archive and i noticed like maybe a month ago on my podcast app that the mark and george show went red which means oh it was the deleted it's gone it's off the internet yeah. those shows and uh although it's probably still on youtube because I mean, it, YouTube it is might forever. still be on. It might still be on the No Agenda servers. Where True. It was hosted. True. YouTube <laughs> is forever. The No Agenda server is almost forever. It's the beauty. I mean, except for Rare Encounter. I mean, you delete those immediately after people listen. I think just to I delete them while people are listening. Oh, it's more fun that way. Better idea. Uh, but there are so many live shows now. 
on the stream. It's a beautiful thing that uh, the interaction is fantastic. I mean, I can't believe that uh, Fletcher and Pfeiffer want to be fluffing for the fluffer on the pre pre show on Sundays. So obviously I was asleep while this happened, but I heard a rumor that they actually went live this morning. Yeah. They were, and uh, and Fletcher was doing a voice. I didn't quite understand it. Like I said, it he was doing, doing a voice. Yes, I mean not his normal Fletcher voice. He was doing like, well, now we're gonna play this for you because that's a, like the whole show. I'm like, okay, the first five minutes, I'm like, this is funny, and then ten minutes, I'm like, he's still doing this, and like two hours later, it's like that's committing to the bit. Maybe he was recording more screams last night, and this is just what he sounds like the next day. Maybe he could only uh, manage so much power when you scream a little bit too much. But the uh, what are you finding with the tech world? Because I know the I hate it. Uh, well, it's you know, it's like, OK, there's tech, there's politics. And if you try to avoid both, it's really hard. And it seems to me that it's even. Almost as hard now to cover tech without having a political angle, which is just wrong. But this is the way everything is presented now. I, I am, in fact, having exactly that problem. And it I, I know that it's it's limiting my listenership because when I started Angry Tech News, I was like, oh, we'll just we'll just do the tech side of Grumpy Old Ben's and I'll just, you know, keep the politics out of it. And uh, if if you've listened to episodes of Angry Tech News, you know that that hasn't freaking happened. Uh, I, I, I very, you know, obviously for one thing, I have very strong political opinions and I'm not very good at suppressing that. But really? I never noticed that. Yeah. Is that new? I, I mean, I, I honestly, I got some real pushback when, uh, when the, the Russia invades Ukraine thing happened because I, suddenly was inundated with tech stories about most of them were this company or that company or someone has decided to cut all ties with Russia and Russia no longer has whatever technology or the service. And it's, it's not usually until you see a break where you realize how much the, the global internet infrastructure is all tied together. This person uses this service, which goes out and uses this and does this. And when you take and just cut a line and say, we're removing this country, it's amazing how many things break. And one of the things that I noticed almost immediately when I started covering all of those stories was um, there, all of these Western, first of all, all these Western companies are moving in lockstep, like, they're attached to a hive mind, which is yeah, frankly how progressivism works. Yeah. So that in itself immediately like, okay, this is absolutely retarded that these people are, are letting the hive mind think for them instead of, you know, the, the number of companies that are just jumping on. Oh yes. All hail Ukraine. Fuck Russia. Like it, do you even understand? I, I don't understand exactly what's going on there. And I've heard a lot of stories from both sides, many of which are conflicting, but yes. obviously the depth of your conviction that uh, the, the one side is right. And the other side is wrong is uh, it, uh, cultish. Well, we're very sure about it too. That's the scary part. People in America are very sure about what's going on. We're I have no freaking clue. The uh, no, I don't either. And so when you see stuff like, which just seems like the ultimate virtue signaling was Netflix, we're no longer going yeah. to but, stream yeah, in but Russia. But I do know that, that Putin is not shaking in his boots because Netflix is not piping any uh, movies into Russia anymore. 
But you know who is really screwed is a lot of Russian citizens who don't have any control over black. The, right. the, the Russian people who are getting fucked over by all of these woke fucking American corporations have no more control over Putin than you and I have over the the usurper in chief. Right. Biden, who's yeah, who is now sending missiles to Ukraine. But, you know, they're only going to use them defensively. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yes, defensively. They're only going to use it to defend the, the Biden regime's corrupt monetary holdings in Ukraine. Which, I mean, it would all be really funny if it wasn't for the fact that Russia is like, you know, we can nuke you motherfuckers in the United States. If you're going to send missiles to the Ukraine, we can uh, we can nuke you. And, and I don't want that because I'm way too close to some very strategic military targets. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I don't have the bunker deep enough quite yet for. Yeah for that but uh, torrent freak had a story you know new vpn crackdown underway in russia not a surprise not a surprise because all those russians are like we need our fucking netflix man so uh yeah oh, okay so i you you sent this one before the show i didn't quite understand what they were cracking down because uh the crackdown looked like it was coming from russ commodore fuck that's a good way yeah, that thing that thing from from the Russian Ministry of of uh, the 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 Cyber KGB whatever the hell they're called now, I got the impression it was coming from them. Why would they be blocking the VPNs? Allegedly to just keep information from flowing in, which I can kind of understand. Yeah, but yeah, well, uh, okay, it, I, I guess their government's not working for the people any more than ours is. But right. if like. If they wanted to help out the people, you'd think they'd be encouraging VPNs be like, yeah, go get your Netflix because screw all of these Western companies. Right. Now they're giving you service and you're not even paying for it. Yeah, we can uh, we can give you an address outside of Russia so you, too, can get your Netflix yeah. back. Be like if, if I were the Russian government and actually wanted to help my people, I'd be setting up VPNs and be like, right. oh, yes, let's here. OK, here's a, an account in Finland at a data center. We rented out the entire data center. All Russians can use it. Done. Yeah. Or whatever. I like the, uh, the verbiage. It's on, got a uh, round robin of a hundred thousand hosts. Oh, right. And it just works. The, uh, the verbiage from a uh, torrent freak next month will mark the 10 year anniversary of a new law introduced by Russia to ensure the safety of its citizens online. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hear Larry's voice when you uh, safety. Safety, yeah. just such disdain. Uh, what what I'm hearing is is the Russian government's no different than any other government in their total disdain for the people. Yeah. Well, this is the uh, the issue, but you know, I'll give them credit just as far as being against the one world government idea, which way too many other countries seem to be all buying into. You you mean the WHO? Yeah. The uh, we will tell you exactly what to do. The UN failed. NATO's not working. Let's see if we can get everybody under the banner of the WHO and give up their sovereignty that way. Once <laughs> gas is so expensive, you won't be able to drive. So, I mean, that'll be a plus. Uh, sure. They well, you wouldn't want people to, say, drive their trucks to your capital and, and protest or anything, would you? Exactly. Well, you don't even want people to run their air conditioning when it's when it's warm outside. You want no. You keep it 80 degrees in the summer, keep it at 60 degrees in the winter. That's all you need, slaves. You you want people to be just alive enough to be able to go to work for minimum wage and pay taxes because any more than that, and they might start thinking for themselves and, and rising up against you. 
and people still are all buying into the oh raising the minimum wage is good it's like oh my god this is the only the only good thing about inflation is that it makes all of the increases in minimum wage of the last 10 years completely pointless yeah this is going to the point to where it's like you will be i I saw a guesstimate from one of these agencies that's like dollar eggs are coming and not a dollar a dozen we're talking a dollar an egg or uh on the way congratulations joe biden yeah who is who stood out there the other day and actually said the american people were saving more than they ever have it's like what i i just this is the, the, the disconnect i know he doesn't actually have any clue i don't think he does i think he is so far uh, the, gone which is the, our, i guess pedo in chief is a zombie right know what's that, the only right? way he can actually say these words without totally breaking down because when you're lying that much it's uh it's he doesn't even concerning. know it's a lie anymore he he literally doesn't have a he is disconnected from reality I, I i honestly think that that he believes half the things that come out of his mouth because he's living in a permanent freeform delusion of his own making that is being fed by his aides i mean it sounds like fun but it's not good for yeah, us I mean, it does sound like fun if he weren't the one who's fucking up our whole country. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, Kamal is there to make sure everything's staying in, uh, staying in line. Maybe not so much. I don't know. I don't know. I did like that the, one of these she can other. stop her mad cackling? No, she can't. That's the other. Uh, but who didn't see that as being a problem long before any of this happened? And, uh. This next, you mean the mad cackling or just Kamala? Both. I mean, the, okay. especially the mad cackling, because I don't know. I mean, she's the only politician ever that you could be like, yeah, like uh, 20 students were just mowed down by a mad gunman. <laughs> yeah, on, Olivia. The, on the on the topic of breaking the show just for donations. And uh, this one has nothing to do with this show. Um, I just got a donation of from uh, Progo. Progo. For angry tech news, I just is, mentioning. Is he still in New York? Is he still angry? He is still in New Jersey, as far as I know. Well, that's good. Well, I mean, that's that's New York adjacent. It it is New York. I know that the people there, like half the people there, want it to be New York, and the other half are like over at the the Pennsylvania border, pushing as hard as they can, be like, "Get me away!" Over by there, you know. You gotta watch The Sopranos again so I can get into a New York, New Jersey mindset. I do you <laughs> I mean it was one of the better written shows it's hard to find television this shows that are interesting now because everything and it's like I don't even mind the being woke just be entertaining while you're being woke uh, yeah that that has been a problem lately like I I usually have Netflix or or uh, Amazon Prime video just playing while I'm doing work during the middle of the day and because I get multiple monitors it's always just on one monitor um, I, I, I don't know if, if this is, uh, if I'm just punch drunk or triggered or whatever, but I, when I'm clicking on the most awful B movies that there are and just letting them play to have audio going, I'm looking and I'm like, if it says 2020, 2021 or 2022, I'm just skipping. Cause oh, you have to, they're not even, I mean, I understand that, okay, I might get political messages, but I I watch a lot of Star Trek and Star Trek has been political message from beginning to end, but it's entertaining. It's interesting. They tell a good story. They're not even doing that now. And I don't know where they're finding these people who just can't freaking act. 
Well, right. That's that's also because well, you have to be woke to be able to be cast. But Star Trek, at least, even when they were political, I think they were honestly trying to figure out a way to make the world better. Yeah. Well, Roddenberry had this idea and it was a flawed idea because it was ultimately communism when you boiled down all the fluff. But uh, this idea that, well, what if we had a world in the future where everybody just got along? And and it's a very Rodney King way to look at things, but <laughs> it's it's a neat idea. And and he built a whole ethos on it. But, you know, in, in the original series, it was they never really visited the Federation for more than a conference room. Cause they, it, it, so it was fine. It's like the whole thing was out in the stars uh, in TNG. They started to bring in the, the greater Federation and they started fleshing out the details. And you started to realize that this is really authoritarian. Yeah. Well, that's how it and works then, when you don't have any money. I mean, this is the one thing if you really look at it on, on the minutial level where it's like, you will own nothing and you will be happy. That kind of seems what the next generation is like. You know, everybody is just provided for by the all-knowing government. Exactly. Not good. And then and then after TNG, they went and made Deep Space Nine where they're like, we're going to throw away the, the stuck in the Federation ideals and we're going to go make our own Star Trek show with Blackjack and hookers. And the Wild West Star Trek and was one did. of the best. They did. There was. There, well, I don't know if it, they, they called it a Dom Jot or whatever, but but it was blackjack and hookers. Yeah. And that's what we want in space. I mean, that's really yeah, living really, the dream right that's, there. That's why, you know, you asked me once, you're like, well, if I go back to Star Trek, which show should I watch? I'm like, and, and you didn't even get your sentence out. And I'm like, deep, deep space, space nine. nine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one, he had Dax, which is a plus, And um, yeah, she was easy to look at. Yeah. And Quark was one of the best characters ever. Oh, Ar- Armin Shimmerman is amazing. <laughs> I mean, just, just purely fantastic. You know, that would that right there. Uh, DS nine was twice as good. If, if you're just going by acting skill, DS nine was twice as good as TNG because TNG, the only person in the whole freaking show that could act was there's a loud freaking. Yeah, they're airplane. coming in. OK, we got uh, we got yeah. boots on the ground. I think I just got strafed. Yeah. Uh, are they dropping any? Are they dropping a payload? Is, is it everything? No, okay? no. They, I should have another 10 or 15 minutes before the chemtrails disperse this far. <laughs> and everybody just passes out. TNG had, had Patrick Stewart. He had the Picard could fucking act. Uh, he, he a little over the top in some scenes, but I blame that on the writers, but uh, DS nine had both Armin Shimmerman and uh, totally blank on the name dude who plays Odo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rene Auberginot. Yes. Well, that's because the last of them name are is amazing freaking actors. And, the absolute best parts of DS nine were the interactions between Odo and Quark. Oh yeah. No, I agree because two more different characters you couldn't have, but they came to a mutual understanding, which is really what the world should be working towards. Not, well, we're going to give everybody that is like a a Ferengi. Well, they're going to get extra special stuff and everybody else. Not so much. Let's separate people and uh, let's divide people. It's like, no, Star Trek taught you there unity you can be different and all work towards the same thing yeah can't we all just get along in a uh in a a perfect world sure (laughs) i mean (laughs) well that's exactly what they were selling with star trek is it's a perfect world it is a perfect world that's why you're here all the the best stories happen all of the best stories on star trek happened the hell away from earth because earth was a perfect (laughs) world although 
one of the better DS9 episodes was a, a two-parter that happened on Earth. Why? Because the the evil shape-shifting aliens were coming and right. they could be anybody. And therefore, in order to protect Earth, you had to lock it down and, and have troops in the street and force everybody to get these blood tests all the time. And it was an amazing allegory that uh, for for some things that have gone on in the real world that um, I'm sure nobody would remember because they were so far in the past. I mean, God, it's been months. <laughs> Weeks. Reality is uh, <laughs> is catching up, which is maybe why they don't want you to watch that. They oh, want you to yeah. watch really bad television or the the other DS9 episode that that happened on Earth where uh, the uh, one of them gets teleported back or it's sent back into the past. And it was the year 2024. San Francisco had turned into a giant slum We're getting where there. everybody was living on the streets and people were robbing each other and stealing from stores with impunity. And the entire thing circled around a bunch of riots because the government had just walled off the city and decided they didn't care about anything that's going on. And man, wasn't that, I'm, I'm sure glad we dodged a bullet there. I mean, 2024. Was that really 2024 in the Star it Trek? It was ep- 2024. Oh, man, they were that so right. <laughs> they are so on. I mean, this, we're Fucking getting there. San Francisco turned into a giant slum with rampant crime and no law of any kind and the government turning their back on the people. 2024 we are here we're getting there this is uh so all you need to know about the world just watch star trek yeah (laughs) and they you know they called it they called it that's it's almost too hard to believe you know it 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 breaks my brain it really does so when i was doing my prep for this show which was significantly less than yours um i just went back to the well and checked out uh, a bunch of the hacker news headlines on y combinator and no agenda finished up their show in three hours. It was, was crazy. I did not expect it. So my, how dare so they really shorten your show got, prep? All I got was uh, some headlines. So I'm just going to read you some headlines and uh, let you react. Um, here's one. It is an essay. Uh, the title of it is complex systems collapse faster. No kidding. No, that's hard to believe. <laughs> no. Um, and they were talking about society systems, but I'm like, um, actually, that's coming from a programmer. That's all of them. Right. See also system. Windows. Right. It's just like we were talking about the difference between having to uh, get WordPress and add PowerPress to it to do the podcasting, just installing cold acids, little podcast generator script. The more complex, the more holes there are, the more if you really yes. want to be paranoid, if you have a WordPress site and you don't have it set to update itself because at least it does that now which of course could lead to problems but overall you're better with it updating itself than just going oh my like god eh, I'll like wait a every year or two. five days it's like oh zero day vulnerability that affects wordpress sites every few days anyway and most of the time it's with a plugin that you really don't need and uh i mean that is the biggest problem there third this is the great thing about any of these systems that allow for third parties to do modules or add-ons. It's great because you have a big community and you can really expand the software. But the problem is one idiot makes a mistake. You're screwed. Exactly. Yeah. And the the problem is that more complex the system, the more idiots you're putting into your, your system chain. That's what's going on. (laughs) Also true. Uh, Okay. Next one. It costs $110,000. 
to fully gear up in Diablo Immortal, which is uh, apparently a new free-to-play game that, that Blizzard has come out with. <laughs> yeah, free-to-play. I yeah, mean, this free, is free to play, but pay to win. <laughs> yes. Well, this is a, a topic that has been talked about uh, a decent amount on unrelenting the show I do with Sir Gene because he's addicted to a space game, which is still in, I think, alpha. Oh, is, is that the spreadsheet one? It, maybe. I don't know. I forget. Why I always it's the, what, the one where you have to be an AI supercomputer in order to understand the interface. Maybe. Is but it, it's, it, you have to uh, mean again, he's look, he's bought Eve, a lot of Eve, ships. Is it Eve? He's bought a lot of real ships with uh, oh virtual ships with I, real money. So, uh, Star Citizen. Is he? It's called Star Citizen. Um, oh, okay. It's uh, not Eve. No, not Eve. Uh, Star Citizen. But I mean, I think uh, in, he he spent thousands on the uh, on the stuff. It's like, dude. Oh my God. He's like, it's what he likes. But I, this is it's an interesting concept. The we'll put the thing out there for free. But if you want the add-ons, that would to me that always seemed so shitty it would be like well we're gonna put the podcast out there but every fourth minute we're gonna put behind a paywall if you really want to hear it then you have to pay and then if you want this pay more tell, if you want tell me more about this idea this, how many people do you think would pay for this show can you imagine listening to a show that every fourth <laughs> minute is not included in the free version Maybe we're, we're coming up with new ideas. I'll give you that but well, no, uh, you don't split it up by minute because you don't want to like cut off no I can see I can see like an angry tech news where every fourth story is behind a paywall. Ooh, yes. And then when I'm you sorry. see the, the beauty Bad is Ryan, stop being evil. When you get to that story in the free version, if you want to hear this yeah. story, please go to angrytechnews.com. And no, it'll be more like, you know, from the screw you. If you're not paying me department. <laughs> well, that's truth in advertising. <laughs> How dare you not support this show? You crazy cheap. Bastards. I've been hearing this from a lot of podcasters from Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak to Larry of that Larry show. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, donations are down. Like, have you looked outside into the world? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, nobody I mean, has money anymore. You know, it's it's interesting because the knee jerk reaction is always and that's where no agenda went first. Well, we, we we changed our time and we've been talking about you know, Ukraine instead of COVID. And, you know, Larry said similar kind of stuff. And it's like, no, it's just that people don't have money. I, yeah. I, the donations to anything, especially donations for entertainment are, uh, they're always the first thing to get cut off when money becomes tight. So I kind of understand that, you know, be suddenly finding myself on the side of the people who want to receive those donations. I'm not real thrilled about it. It's a bad time to be a podcaster. It, it makes sense. Well, is it, has it ever been a good time? No, I mean, it's actually getting when, better. When will it be a good time? I'd like a, can you let me know? Cause that, that would be the right time to restart grumpy old Benz. Probably 10 or 20 years from now. Although I don't know. Oh. I don't know. There's like well, 4 million I'll, I'll, podcasts now in the podcast index. I'll probably have been gunned down by a jilted lover by then. <laughs> How many do you have? I mean, or you mean you're just getting caught in the crossfire between two other. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying how it's going to happen. That's really I'm just bad saying, luck. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I am in Everett. I just glanced over at the troll room and saw the phrase four breasts. And now I, I'm fighting the urge to read the troll room instead that, of that talking sounds to like you. space porn now. In the well, last, it did come from cold acid. Well, well, then that makes sense. You could just listen. It's kind of like listening to uh, Rare Encounter. We still haven't gotten okay. a boost from cold acid though, so he's still having a boosting problem. Uh, okay. 
the last actually, 10 days. I, I, I should theoretically check, but I'm going to go ahead and read you the third Y Combinator headline because, you know, going back to the well, um, I only care about helpful notifications, not promotional ones. Again, marketing uh, 101. Yeah, th- this story is, uh, and, and I, I, bre- I read the first paragraph to see what the hell he was talking about. He was talking about he, he is tired of installing apps because he wants notifications from the apps, but then the apps send ads to his notification bar. And this is not something I have any concept of because I'm not stupid enough to install those apps, you dumbass. Well, I forgot. What was your theory on apps? <laughs> it, the, the web page is always better. Yeah, which is uh, usually safer as well. No, uh, give a company I full have, control over your device. That's better. I see from cold acid. Uh, 33333. When did that come through? I didn't see one. Uh, and maybe it came through on 103309, which I actually have no idea what time zone that is. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. I didn't get a boost. To gra- was it a boost to gram or was it just a boost? I guess uh, there's it the is, other it difference. It was a boost CLI. Oh, see, now, if it's just a boost, I wonder if uh, either says it's a grumpy old Ben's miracle. Oh, so it was a boost to gram. Yes. And we do have from boost CLI. It had to be the uh, it may may have been. Maybe he only sent it to me because he doesn't like you. It could be because because you keep putting him down. It may have been through that other URL about him. It could have been the wrong URL. It could have been possibly if it may have been the wrong feed. We've been talking nice things about his podcast generator software. I mean, we should actually be sending him a bill. How many times have we mentioned? Yeah, podcast actually, generator? seriously, we're doing all the marketing. <laughs> we're doing more marketing for his app than he ever has. It's possible. I'll have to May check. I, I call mean, it an app or is that an insult? <laughs> well, it's kind of an app, but I mean, it's possible. And this is the, this is the biggest problem. And this is why I've been seeking the guidance from the great Sir Spencer was I need to get my own node set up because the way that Satoshi's dot stream works, it's one wallet address. And then they separate all of that based upon the feed and all of that. So if somebody just takes the Satoshi's dot stream address and puts that in, and it's not a feed that I have been able to claim then the money just goes into satoshis.stream. So I've I've used Boost CLI but never to send something to satoshis.stream. The 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 people out there, at least the people in the troll room who use Boost Boost CLI, is that like is it set up to be able to send to a satoshis.stream address or Well, yeah, it will, but if the if the satoshis.stream address is put into a feed that I haven't claimed, oh. it just goes to oh. satoshis.stream. So if that Satoshi's address is not tied to that feed, it doesn't know where to send it. Now, you may be able to get that and uh, and attach it to my account after, even though money's come in. So we can look at that if that's still up on the archive one. It's the beauty of the Satoshi's. They just go out there. But you're right, Sir Spencer. I need to get noted up. So I also. I see uh, C-Dub says testing for cold acid. That I got. Okay. And uh, Carolyn sends came for the text, stay for the anger. <laughs> see that I didn't rock get. on. <laughs> no, was, was that the. And, uh, and Sir Spencer says, maybe this will work. This is what I get for being on the cutting edge. Good to hear the grumpiest bastards in the universe going back at it again. 
Yeah, that I didn't get either. So I wonder if those are all going to the uh, the other. Uh, okay, you literally control the RSS feed. The address they are sending to is in a text file that you can edit. Well, no, not. I think that might, if they were in the app, they may have been grabbing from uh, with the other feed, the archive feed. Huh. Just guessing. But we can take a look later and see uh, uh, with Satoshi's.stream. Although I'm not, I've never been sure how you know. I need to figure out who put up that archive feed because it sounds like we don't need it anymore. With the Satoshi's.stream, you never really know if what's coming in is getting to you. So, again, being noted up is the way to go. Control yes. your own future. And this is now it's well, far if, enough if, along where it's worthy of uh, spending, you know, a couple hundred bucks on the hardware to uh, to have it constantly running rather than relying on a third party to uh, intermediate. Yeah. A year and a half ago, when we were talking about getting grumpy old men noted up with, you know, we even looked at like what would be involved in getting a pie up and getting all this set. And we're like, it doesn't look like it's really worth it because the, the technology was so new and there were, you know, a grand total of three people who were out there. But uh, I think that it's it's gone far enough that that if you are a real podcast who really wants to t- participate in value for value, it's absolutely worth it to go out, get a pie, get uh, get the, the stuff set up and get yourself a node. Oh, without a doubt. They're easy. They're easy. They're easy to get it set up. And yeah, there there looks like there may be another dead feed. Uh, it's, I mean, it's as easy as as connecting to Sir Spencer and getting him to, to walk you through. It. Yes, it's like Sir Spencer. Uh, how, do, how much just to uh, set this up and send the box? Uh, or do we have to come down to Kansas City, pick up some barbecue with the box? Uh, you know, not a bad way to go. Not so, a bad way to go. Speaking of apps, Your you favorite. sent me you sent me an article about Windows 11 has a new feature. Yes. Oh, with the restore apps feature, right? Yes. What, what, what was your take on this? Cause to me, I was like, I can't believe they wasted their time on it. I was, uh, one, a little freaked out by it, but that's me. This concept that windows is going to, and the concept here is, Oh, your computer crashed or you got a new computer and you want to like people with their phones, because I get why this is happening. Back in the day, everybody took the opportunity of getting a new machine or wiping the machine to decide what they want to re put on that machine. Whether do you really still need all the software? The bloat wiping out your machine was one of the few opportunities you had to actually get rid of software. Right. Because, you know, uninstall has been a joke since it first started back in Windows 95. Like uninstall, you don't uninstall anything. You might get rid of some of the binaries, but the registry is still there. Right. And that's why some of these programs, again, they have their own issues, but they're the ones that look for every little bit. Now, these programs work really well if you're running them when you install it, because then it's able to monitor then it can watch like, what did you do in the installer? We can undo that. Yes. And that's a really good feature to have. But with this windows to me, one, I guess everybody's buying their programs or apps, whatever you want to call them through the Microsoft store. So they know what you want anyway. Are, are they? I'm not. I mean, I've never I, bought I, anything I, from the windows. I, got store. An, I read this and I went, this is a, the, the moment that I went, this is, 90% less useful than, than the headline makes it seem is when they said it only works on windows store apps and not on desktop apps. 
Right. Because if you install it yourself, they're like, we're, we don't want any part of that. Yeah. So honestly, like how many people in, in the real world, obviously I am a very poor representation of what the average windows user is like. Well, yeah, cause for you're still reasons, running windows six for, for, for reasons that this is the 182nd episode outlining what reasons, <laughs> but, um, do people install from the windows store? I, okay. First of all, let, let me note, and this is a problem that, that windows was having when I was uh, there working on windows seven. Um, the vast majority of time people spent on windows. The only app they run is their browser. Well, that's the but, safest thing to do. Um, and you, if you're not using the brain, well, not just the safest, like what do you do? What does the average person do with a computer? Let's, let's discount gaming and let's also discount audio editing. And, and uh, which is an inordinate amount of time for people like us podcasters. And while we're at it, also discount audio routing because that's also an incredible amount of time, but it's very podcasting specific. Um, what does the normal person use? They're like um, email and web pages and web apps and uh, web this and, and maybe PWAs if you want to get really fancy. And that's not technically in the browser, but it's still in the browser. Like what most do people, people run? are doing email in the browser. So everything is kind yeah. of, which is why the Chromebooks have become such a popular thing. You don't have to run anything more than a browser. And uh, I mean, of, of the three or so people that I know who aren't dudes named Ben, um, the only other thing that pops up is a lot of people who cannot possibly see themselves functioning without having Microsoft Office installed. Now, I don't know many people who want to run Office, but they have to have it installed for whatever reason. Because their company makes them, although LibreOffice is I think LibreOffice is superior for a number of reasons. It's a great solution and it runs all of the Microsoft uh, documents. You can still open them up yeah. and and most of the time anyway. And it's faster and it's and free. It doesn't come with a lot of horrible anti-features. And it's free and uh it doesn't continue to get bloated more and more. I mean it's, it's sad that things that are just word processors have gotten so damn uh complicated. But most so people I, don't do anything on their computer is the answer. I did ask people in the troll room. Spencer says, I am an absolute Windows pleb and I don't use that piece of shit store. Um, Servo says, I don't even have a store. That's a trick. Uh, you should <laughs> you should post that. Um, Complain uh, Spencer, to Microsoft. Dot, dot XE or fuck off. Um, Mystic says, porn, porn, porn and anime titties. Which um, you can do in your browser. And on Rare Encounter. While listening to Rare Encounter. Do it in your browser while listening to Rare Encounter, which you can also do in your browser if you want it. Yes. But that's so, it. Uh, anyway, so I read, I saw this, this the article says, uh, we can restore apps when you rebuild your computer. And it's just only a certain type of people that ever rebuild their computer anyway. But it's restoring all of the apps you've ever had from the Windows Store. Like, I guess all the ones you bought from that store, because I, I, right, I don't know if would they have would to restore be. free or just purchased ones. Um, it would probably keep a record of what you downloaded. This is also going to give people a false sense of security, thinking that all of the data they've added to those programs, when you wipe your computer, oh, yeah. <laughs> wipe your hard drive. <laughs> yeah, where are all my it's photos? Not, huh? I Yeah, that's, you know, that's actually another really important part is 
is restoring the app usually means, oh, we're going to bring your binary back. Well, everybody's connected to the Internet where shit can be downloaded. Honestly, like when I back up, I don't even back up my binaries. I back up my configuration files because even if they're not a lot of data, it represents time spent, which is honestly the part that I want back. When when I lose hard drive, when I lose data, the thing that bothers me the most is I've lost the time that I spent producing the data, time that I've spent configuring things. So what I want to back up is, uh, you know, I want to back up my configuration files. I want to back up any uh, any data files that I have created with an editor, be they, you know, MP3s for a podcast or or my, you know, author. Um, and I want to back up my porn. And really, there's nothing else that I can't download again. You can even, well, you mean your own personal that you made or? Uh, I'm not actually know. specifying. I don't, that's, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> you, you don't want to know that. There are certain things you just do not want to know. And that would be one of them. But yeah, that's the the biggest downfall of like, well, yeah, I, I brought the uh, I brought the photo app back where are all my pictures or I bought the, um, you know, the whatever movie app back where are all my movies. Uh, they don't exist in the. App. Well, I, I don't know. You, movie apps these days. Um, it, it, <laughs> if, if your name is not Darren O'Neill, then you don't download movies. You stream them. So that's probably fine. Oh, streaming's no good. Then what do you do when the Internet's down? <laughs> die I, the uh, the best comment like, so far you just curl curl up on the floor and wait for death that's how most people function when the internet's down yeah well the best comment so far in the troll room was from ice cube soup who just came in and did a now playing in the troll room saw what was playing and said what the hell is going on i just got used to grumpy old ben's not being a thing i mean the it's world, not the world moves fast it's not really a thing no you are not it's actually, not actually, even actually hearing so this. So Darren and I are actually recording this in uh, January of 2021 and we saved it. We're going to save this on the server and play it sometime really later when everybody's forgotten about the show, just to remind you what you're missing. Yeah. It's always, it's always good to keep one show in just in case you're going to have to miss a show. And this was that recording. So it's, yes. uh, it seems like uh, we know exactly what's going on on some date in the future, but it's just well, all guesswork. It's all, we, we, we are in fact from the future and we, uh, we're very, very, very good at predicting what's going to happen. For example, even now I know that, uh, uh, Biden is going to invade Putin. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, I mean, do you mean, do you mean, uh, he's going to invade Russia or just Putin personally, uh, Biden <laughs> is going to, can you imagine a fight I, I, between those two? Oh my God. Uh, you know, Putin would destroy Biden and they're both old men, but uh, different, and, I mean, varieties for being a 70 year old guy or 50 or 60 or whatever. He, I mean, he's older than me, so that's ancient. Um, uh, Putin's pretty fucking ripped. Yeah. Well, he is. I mean, although if he has cancer, that may go down downhill and, and quick. But uh, Biden is it's literally a walking zombie. So. Serpent says uh, this could have been just a generated show from samples of our voices. What, you know, for you, really, since you uh, you write scripts for your show, you know, there are things like possible Descript that you could teach it your voice and then just give it the script and it would just read it in your voice. That I mean, be- that's what CSB does. We you hired think, a guy. You think Whiff is a real person? Yeah, I, I've seen him. I mean, although I, it could all be just generated AI generated too on uh, on uh, Jitsi, <laughs> but it's like yes, Whiff is just an AI. 
that's yeah. why he, that's all oh, that's why csb is always like it's gregory william forsyth foreman from kent he has to have that whole backstory yeah, yeah. it's like no it's, you know gregory I, william forsyth foreman v 2.0 for work groups yes i've never been to kent so i don't really know if he's real how do we I know? Don't know if kent is real yes i there you go they say he I, owns for a bunch all of, i know that's a made-up location we show up in the uk like where's kent they're like no mate what no what we want Gwiff. Give us Gwiff or give us yeah. death. Are you you talking about France? <laughs> this is a different country. Although it's the EU, so it's all the same. No borders. It's great. It's great. Everything's working out well there. What? what did, didn't I read a story once about England trying to escape the EU? Yeah, well, they How'd did. Go? They did. I mean, they're still in the same did they? general area. Well, that is the question. Does anything really change in the world of the one with the George Soros world? You know, you could say you're in the Brexit. You could say, I mean, you've got your own money. That's cute. That's nice. It's all being devalued at the same time. And let me just say, we were told over and over again that Bitcoin, the whole point, well, not the whole point, but one of the points was it was going to be the hedge for when the American currency, the economy all went to shit. Bitcoin was going to be there. It's falling at just as fast of a rate as the rest of the economy. Just saying, it's uh, it's not what we were sold. Still why why are you constantly points. talking over me just because I muted myself? Well, that's see, that is also one of the issues with uh, with hearing you would be if you were muted. I'm sure you said something really important though. I I did, um, and I, I was I was just pointing out that that further evidence that we pre-recorded this show a year and a half ago is that uh, at that time we were predicting that bitcoin was going to crash and fail horribly and True. see this that's why the obviously why we had to pull out the show this time right because it's finally happened <laughs> or or happening it is it's interesting to watch it is uh, and i'm sure there's a bunch of the small coins that are going to basically disappear and uh it's going to be interesting the to watch by the dip right by the dip now buy in when uh I bought the, uh, I remember talking about this and grumpy old bands was like, Hey, I bought that Cardano man at a buck. This is the right time to buy Cardano. And then it went up to like three bucks. Is it like an idiot? I didn't sell, you know, it went up to three <laughs> bucks and now it went. It I dropped. remember you. Yeah. You like, were, you were like, yeah, there's a whole lot of different coins we can invest in. It doesn't have to be just Bitcoin. I just invested in a bunch of Cardano and I'm like, Okay, well, I wish you luck. Uh-huh. It went up to three and then it crashed down. I think like 37 cents was as low as it got. And it's climbing its way back up now to like 57 cents or something. See, this is why you shouldn't be investing in coins. Put all of your money into NFTs. Right. By because CSBs. they can only go up in value. Uh-huh. I, I created one, remember, for the show, and nobody nobody bought it. It's down to $58, and nobody bought it. I think that is less than what I paid to get it minted at the time. <laughs> like, no. I, mean, I don't it know was, how CSB's doing it now. He's got something over on OpenSea or something. He's selling them for like five bucks. And obviously, the minting cost has dropped big time. I, I would imagine, yes. Which only makes but, sense buy a piece of the world or the I digital mean, piece. But, or, but you know that, that CSB's comics are going to be going like gangbusters because uh, they should. That, that MS paint quality line art. It just, people eat it up. Well, do you, to be fair, 
some of the why most would I ever be fair. Right. Why would you want to be fair? But some of the most expensive NFTs I've seen sold were like eight bit art. So, I mean, CSB is like way far and above. Uh, he's really got to bring it down. I mean, maybe that's the problem. He's too that's complex. Yes. He's too, he, his, his art is too high quality. Yes. He needs to bring it down to eight bit and then it would be genius where you could barely tell what it is. That's what people want. Exactly. In that's fact, what people want. You know what? I, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and make an NFT and sell it. My NFT is going to be a one by one tracking pixel. It's going to be magenta. <laughs> And I'm going to make an NFT of it and sell it. The URL is going to be more data than the image itself. And in fact, I might just put it in a data URL on the blockchain. Be like, buy the NFT. You can own. This is a, this is an exit strategy. If we ever wanted to end grumpy old Ben's, this could be how to do it. Well, we were thinking for this episode to only have it on the stream. And then if people wanted to hear it after it was live, vinyl and eight track only yes i mean that cassette. would be genius you, there was cassette too. oh right we, the cassette in there and maybe you could do reel to reel for somebody that wanted that and i have a car old enough it still has a cassette deck, deck. <laughs> it's like yeah and the, the quality of the audio on a cassette is actually way better than a 128 mp3 so i mean it would actually work fairly well a pretty low bar there yeah i know i know which i mean I, it's like the the quality of this cassette is is actually pretty close to John C. Dvorak's desktop speakers. <laughs> when you put the desktop speakers and you turn them up so you can get a nice boom back off the other person talking. It's a it's an interesting way to go, but it works for him. And I get it. A three hour show, the headphones get a little tight. I would just say get new headphones. There are very comfortable it, it, headphones. It, it, you heard the other day, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Um, when Adam actually asked, like, why don't you wear headphones? And uh, he said, well, you wear wore headphones all your life, right? Yeah. And you're deaf. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're like, like okay, well, hard so to argue that. I, it is, but freaking turn it down. <laughs> Karma King says a blank cassette now sells for about 40 bucks. If true. The uh, the shows are going to be really expensive. <laughs> yeah. We need more donations. If you if you want these. These shows to be recorded. We're going to have to get a few yeah. more boosts. Yeah, that's uh, it's the world we live in. But I mean, hey, at least we've proven kind of that we have to just hunt down multiple uh, RSS have we proven anything at all. What's that? Have we really proven anything at all? Probably not, except that uh, there are some people that are out there that are crazy enough to be listening to us live and enjoying what they're hearing. I mean, sick people. I mean, there are sick people out there. Well, then this is why, you know, we fortunately we dodged a bullet because we might have had a lot more people listening live if we told, told anybody. anybody that we were doing. <laughs> I mean, but if you told anybody, you would have not gotten the reaction. And I'm going to go back I, and listen to that and just absorb. That, John was, good. that was really good. <laughs> like, what's next? Oh, uh, and, and admittedly, the idea for doing this was it came about uh, not yes, a Friday, was it? Maybe Thursday when uh, uh, you I, I don't remember how you started it, but um, I you, you said something like, you know, playing on Sunday. And I said, well, I don't have a Sunday show. You want to just get on the microphone and go? Yeah, I'm like, what well, the yeah, world what needs talk about? is a grumpy old Ben's live on Sunday. And you're like, and how about this? week?" And in, <laughs> in the span of about 20 <laughs> minutes of chatting in the back channel, we came up with the idea of what if we just 
Rick went live on Sunday and acted as though we've been doing this every week for the whole time. Phone boy in Phoenix, couple of the sick people listening live. We appreciate that. Well, I mean, we you can only let it go so long. I, mean, I b- believe that a lot of folks. Yeah, how do you usually end these shows? Thought that we were continuing to uh, to have some kind of fight or war or hate each other or uh, or something. I don't really well, no know. No more than I did when we were doing shows before. Right. I mean, it's actually gotten better. I mean, there's the <laughs> there's the there's the rub right there. And I mean, people, the uh, you know, the way you look at things changes and I mean, you're going to have I would not be much of a podcaster if I tried to do a show with somebody I didn't hate. Right. I mean that it helps. It really which is uh you know you just doing a show with Larry that's hard cuz he's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like stop it. Be nice. No, no be nice. Um but uh I even got an email the other day from our buddy Harry Hamster who you know was a little bit at the center of the uh of the storm. And His name may have come up once or twice. Yeah. Uh, recently, for those who, who haven't been following that closely along, he was in the hospital in the ICU for 18 days, had multiple strokes, almost uh, didn't make it, still not in in great shape. But he sent an email the other day that was kind of like, you know, uh, you know, be nice to people, don't hold grudges, uh, you know, look at things in a different way. You know, so it was like a whole new and very deep kind of a thing. But I appreciated you know where he was coming from, which is life's too fucking short and uh, enjoy it while you can. So, I mean, big props to Harry Hamster. And I hope he gets better because he was fun. And I loved when he was triggering you. I mean, I loved it a little too much and not the result that it got. But uh, <laughs> my God, he was good at what he did. I mean, he uh, I, I was not in a great place at that time. Which does not help. And, so. and you were less than empathetic. You think? <laughs> I mean, that's that's underselling it. I think just a little bit. But again, things change. The way you look at things changes a little bit, and uh, you know, hey, it, it, it's you, you gotta you gotta give a little and take a little, right? What? I, I don't understand. It depends what you're giving and taking, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, how, how do we usually end these shows? I don't remember. I, I mean, it's. I am going to end with a quote from your uh, reverse tunneling and URL shorteners uh, story. So it's because, uh, I, yes, because uh, bleeping computer nailed it with this uh, fantastic advice that I'm sure nobody has ever heard before. They said, <laughs> yes, to protect against this type of threat, users should avoid clicking links received from unknown or suspicious sources. And thank you, Bleeping Computer, for that fantastic advice from 1996. No, even further back, further Maybe. back. I swear to God, I, I, I go back only to the start of the web. This is what passes for journalism. <laughs> there was a video blurb from a local television station that I when I was trying to get all of the information about the 15 year old girl that was abducted from the Dallas Mavericks game. There was one that tacked on like a little 90 seconds of, well, uh, here's some warning signs. If you're a parent that you should watch for. <laughs> and if, if your child is growing fur or claws. Oh, what? Right. Well, that would see, that would have been better because they're like, well, if your child has a second phone that you don't know how they got like, OK, I mean, they're having an affair. I think so. But that was only spouses. I think so. I mean, but, you know, you can get a different SIM card. You can use the same phone. But yeah. my favorite was, you know, if your child, if you find that they have a hotel or motel key, that's a red flag. And I'm like, 
you need to tell people that if their 15 year old girl daughter rather has a uh, motel key with her belongings that you might want to start asking questions. You needed to tell people this. Well, I, I consider this a good sign for the future of media because it means that there are in fact, some reporters who still have at least some co- enough concept of reality that they can recognize the bloodly obvious. Yes. Yeah. 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 If you're, if your kids are hanging out at a motel a lot and, uh, you know, if they're selling their bodies on Craigslist, is that still a thing? No, you probably, it's not Craigslist anymore. You probably just do it on Insta now. Craigslist has been a thing. It's a, it's a, you, probably, yeah. you could do it on Reddit, right? I mean, you could do anything on Reddit. And unfortunately, some of the things that you can do on Reddit, you shouldn't do on Reddit. Yeah, that's, well, that's the internet as a whole, which is why what you, TikTok is for. You don't, oh my God. Don't give your kid a device and don't <laughs> let them go on TikTok. I, don't give your kid a phone. What yeah. do you mean if your kid has two phones? If your kid has one phone, they've got a problem. <laughs> if your kid has but one maybe phone, that's, lock them in the maybe room. that's an angry tech news thing. <laughs> probably, probably. But we thanks everybody for hanging out. This was a lot of fun. And uh, you never know, it might happen again. It all depends. There has to be interest. Yes. And there's and really for, only one way to show interest. And for, for people who want more Grumpy Old Benz, um, you can uh, go to grumpyoldbenz.com where there's uh, 180 something episodes. And um, I mean, that's all of it, really. Uh, or you can listen live to uh, on Monday or Friday mornings to Darren O'Neill do a show that's not Grumpy Old Benz with somebody else. But they spawned. They all spawned. Everything spawns. That's the beauty of it. Spawn. You got Larry, who is I, the, the the velvety voice of Larry. I am so jealous that you get to do a weekly show with Larry, I will tell you. He's he's a lot of fun. And that's every Monday. And then the, the lack of the Larry voice comes in on Friday with Gene. I mean, he, he made it so we do it at 9 a.m. because his voice is better earlier in the day. I mean, he, he would probably do it at 3 a.m. if we could just to get a little better. I, I would stay up. Just to, just to hear that. I mean, hey, we've long talked about the fact that an overnight show would be fun. And we know, you know, Fletcher and Carolyn over at Hog Story Venture into Nick that. Does that behind the squeams, you know, goes in Nick the rat. The nighttime yeah. stuff. Nick, brings when, out. when Nick is still connected on Thursday morning, when you go for the <laughs> pre-show, which, which is why I keep saying we need a kill switch. I mean, yeah. Nick's only done that a few times now. But you, when you do it more than once, people tend to. uh People and if you want more Bemrose, I don't actually do a regular live show. I do. I do random unannounced appearances on other people's shows sometimes just to keep them on their toes. When they send like, some like, bourbon. Who the hell are you? Bemrose, what are you doing on my show? Disconnect already. You're like, like, you sent nope. me bourbon. <laughs> you asked yeah. if I wanted booze. I said, yes, you can go to sometimes I even appear on other people's shows with their permission. True. But <laughs> if you just cut into the stream, wait, do you hear Bemrose? Yeah, I think. No, it can't be. He's, he's in the matrix, but otherwise, uh, my show is, uh, angry It is the, the tech analysis with, uh, my sarcastic and angry voice, uh, less Darren and. Oh, see, you start less, saying that and you start breaking up. You turned to Vorak oh, for a minute. You were, you were breaking up. See, you're still breaking up. Oh, wow. The, the matrix is getting you. The matrix is getting you, but you can find me. Like Ryan said, Mondays, which is planetrage.show, you've got, you're coming back. Wednesdays, random thoughts, which is R-E-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. Um, Friday with uh, Sir Gene on unrelenting, unrelenting.show. And of course, Thursday and Sunday, 
with the No Agenda Rock and Roll pre-show, there's always room for another show. Has Clean Feed normalized, or did you finally get the Dvorak treatment? I just refreshed refreshed Clean Feed. Well, you reflush it, whatever you need to do. It works. You flushed it. But there may be more. You never know. We never say never here on Grumpy Old Ben's. But with that, I think we can bid you all adieu and have just get a, go out there, have some fun, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And if you want uh, us to get more grumpy, you know what to do. Go to Grumpy Old Ben's and uh, and do the thing. And I guess just mark it that it's like for the for the new new old Grumpy Old Ben's. You know, put a note oh, in Grumpy New Ben's. Yes, put a note in there, and that would all uh, that would all work out. But with that said. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live. Or wait, are we pre-recorded? From a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where all is good, even when it's not. And from America's left coast, where the cats are judging and all is right with the world, except for everything that's wrong. I'm Ryan Bemrose. Yeah!